Yo, what's up guys and gals? Tonight's Gravity Lab Radio is brought to you by Option Studios. Option Studios gives you all your options for graphic designs. The name is not a coincidence. Adam Buckner, the owner, names it this way on purpose. Options has just that plenty of options. Adam's style, his technique, what he likes is exactly how what I like. What Gravity Lab Radio represents, what the Rating Center represents. He is our style, but he's not everybody's style, and that's okay. He has other designers, a young lady named Sarah. She crushes it, she kills it. Another young lady named Elsa. They're all a little bit different. Option Studios is going to find what you want, what you need, and they're going to match you with a designer that works best for you. Option Studios gives you options. They can do a little bit of everything. We're about to have our film festival, not film festival, but our uh, karaoke night coming up. Check out our karaoke night ad. He makes the ads. All graphic design needs for the Rating Center and Gravity Lab Radio. We source Option Studios. Check them out. They do dope design. They make the best jerseys on the market. The Pro Jersey by Option Studios. Super comfortable, super legit. They're about to come out with version 3.0. So if your company is ordering new jerseys, you're going to get the new next level. What Adam does is already off the hook. It's already top shelf. There's no doubt what he's about to add and twist on the jersey is going to make it next level. Pro Jersey 3.0 has actually already been finished, and Adam wasn't happy with it. He sent it back, said, we need to make these tweaks. They only settle for the best. You want the best? Option Studios is your place to go. They take care of our stickers. They take care of our graphic design. They take care of our wind blades. You name it, they do it. Hit them up, optionstudios.com, pullupcords.com. You can find them on Facebook and under, under Option Studios. And uh, hit up Adam. He will crush it for you. Gravity Lab Radio is also brought to you by the Rating Center. The Rating Center is a full-time rating school. We offer coach courses, tandem instructor courses, AFF instructor courses, canopy courses, canopy coaching. We offer those of all levels. It doesn't matter what you want. Our goal is to make your dream come true. One of the mottos of the Rating Center is just that, making dreams come true. Whether you're a new jumper trying to get into the sport, we're going to help you make that dream come true. Whether you're a coach or an instructor wannabe trying to get people in sport, we're going to make that dream come true. And our favorite part is it's exponential. We make your dream come true so you can help others. For the Rating Center, it's all about creating and giving back to the sport. We want to make the sport better. We want to take the sport to the next level. A lot of great guys and gals doing great things out there but we want to help be part of that great system. You'll find the guys and gals at the Rating Center are by far leaders. I'm a little bit biased because I am the owner of the Rating Center, but, uh, man, I've definitely been picky with the guys and gals I have helped me. Hank Pruitt, man, Hank is a veteran. He's been doing this a long time. He's been the w with the Rating Center nine years. Absolutely nobody has a greater passion for people than Hank. He will crush it for you. Erin, Andiera Sanchez, she is our Latin examiner. She speaks English just fine. She speaks Spanish just fine. You want a tandem course in Spanish, Erin's going to take care of you. We'll soon be offering coach courses. Erin is super experienced, super knowledgeable, and, I mean, she's changing the face of what we do with some of her thought processes in, in, in curriculum development. She really has helped raising the bar. Chris Fudala, such a well-rounded examiner. He offers a little bit of it all. He's got that passion. He's got that care. They all do, but they're all great. Check out the ratingscenter.com. Ratings is with an S, the ratingscenter.com, and uh, hit us up. You got questions, you got requests. Even if you're not going to work with us, we are a source of information. You're working and preparing for another examiner? Man, just go to a good examiner. But hit us up if you have questions. We'll help you out. 
Safety Day is something that we do as a give back as a community. And Safety Day. Go to your local drop zone for Safety Day. It is the best way to learn. Get interactive. But you have a job. You can't make Safety Day. Your drop zone doesn't have Safety Day. These things happen and it's a bummer. The Rating Center's fan page on Facebook, so check out the Rating Center on Facebook. We will live stream all our Safety Day seminars. We've been doing it for the last two years. This will be year number three. And they are archived, so you can check out our videos from the previous years. This year, the uh, seminars aren't going to change tons, but of course, there's always a new, new little thought process. Of course, there's always a good refresher. Uh, so you, you won't see tons of changes, but I think at the same time, if you listen to them separately, you'll take away different key points. So check it out. You can live stream it. Check out the ratingcenter.com. If you have any questions, info at the ratingcenter.com. Tonight's episode, we got a good friend, man, Francisco Otero, also known as Scooter. Super good homie. He's from uh, Puerto Rico. I most look forward to having uh, Francisco on the show just because I want to hang out with the dude. He's a good dude, good time, good conversation. But at the same time, we get into skydiving, his background, his history. We get to know a little bit more about Puerto Rico. I hope you get to meet and know Francisco one day in real life. Enjoy him on the show. Get to meet him in person. And he's a phenomenal human being. I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and Nicholas Lodge. Produced by Justin Grubbs. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Well, that Holy was abrupt. Crap, my oh, nails no. on it. Yeah, that was a little premature. I'd Sorry, say. I got excited. <laughs> yeah. So uh, don't worry, that sort of thing happens to lots of guys. <laughs> thanks to Big Smitty, Braden Smith, for uh, tuning up our intro. A long time coming. Nick has been the co-host of the show. Justin has been producing, so boys, sorry, I am a slack-ass motherfucker getting shit done. <laughs> no, I don't think you're going to say that, like, especially related to the show. Like, right now, I'm doing fully nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I'm not running the board. <laughs> you talk to Francisco. I, I went to, I'm going to eat snacks. That's all, that's what I'm going to do. That's all you're doing. Getting yeah. Snacks. You're good at downing those so, little cheese yeah, things. Got these, yeah, I've got cheese in my bag. I have plantain chips here. I, there's ice cream. I have ice cream. <laughs> what <laughs> kind of ice cream? It's not get? fucking around. It's uh, this stupid fucking nonsense. Enlightened. It's just like low calorie. Is it for two? Uh, it could be. I got two spoons. What flavor? Okay. It's mint chocolate chip, I believe. Like some enlightened, I'm good on, and some of oh, them like chocolate taste like ass. Pass. You can have it. Yeah, good. I didn't want to share any with you anyway. <laughs> it's some real flavor. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite ice cream? Uh, chocolate Rocky Road Bluebell. I was gonna yeah. say it doesn't matter. But actually, that's a pretty good choice. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm all about the chocolate. I, I didn't even know Bluebell ice cream was a thing until coming to Texas. I, same thing. Me I too. Yeah. I hit it hard the first year when I got here. Dude, Bluebell ice cream. Justin, you've known it your whole life. Yeah. I it's I came here and I had no clue. Like, go to the gas station, the Rochevron, and fucking get some Bluebell ice cream. I'm like, what the fuck is Bluebell <laughs> ice cream, man? It's the best bucket ice cream you can buy in a store. Did Was there a brand that you liked before coming to Texas and finding Bluebell? Uh, not really they a fan. I guess I'm like shit that you're super into. No, we don't nah. have freezers in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a coastal fan. How do they say ice cream in Spanish? Mantecalo. Mantecalo. So, yeah. Monte Carlo. You're pretty close. <laughs> 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 so Cold Stone, I dude, hundred percent behind that. Chocolate devotion. So, do do you, you like going out to Cold Stone? Dude, oh my God, that's Val and I. Like, if we're gonna have ice cream, we're going to Cold Stone. Cold Stone is heaven. Do you ever go out for ice cream? Yeah, all the time. Like, okay. With you. 
I'm trying to think of the last time I went out for ice cream. Uh, Where? Okay. Tell me when this happened. You and me? I mean, me, you, me and you I and mean, anybody. We anybody. had uh, those little nookie things for your birthday. That's not ice Tor- cream. That's tacos. That's, okay. This is torchies. That's not ice cream. Ice cream. You can't call torchies <laughs> ice cream. This is America, my friend. I don't remember the last time we had ice cream. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Making me. <laughs> Making me feel like my memory was even worse than I thought it was. So wait a second, you thought torchies was ice cream? But hang on, do you? <laughs> no, no, no. The have little. You, have you had the nookies at torchies? Uh-huh. What? Yeah, what are they? Okay, so anyone who lives in Texas, you're gonna go to torchies, right? You're gonna order it's your tacos, taco joint, and then you're set, you're gonna tell them that you also want a small order of nookies. And what nookies are? Imagine the same like ball of cookie dough that you would bake a cookie out of. Sure. Fuck baking it. They deep fry that thing, cover it in powdered sugar, and put a maraschino cherry. Merca. It's super good. I have one question. When are we going to Torchies? <laughs> uh, whenever you want. Did Holy right shit. Right after this. There's a chance. Oh, never mind. I, I don't think I can talk about that. But we should go to Torchies really soon. <laughs> we should have a meeting with Tex. Now we're doing Waffle House with Tex. <laughs> God. What is your Dude, we went to cra- uh, Francisco <laughs> had not been to Cracker Barrel. I don't think we've even said that Francisco is the guest. For anyone listening, <laughs> Francisco's here this week. He's got a really great shirt on and a little beanie. And he's and just a handsome little fellow with a devilish little smile. He's Jimmy so Wynn great. has already asked if you'll take it off. <laughs> you know, before before the show started, yeah, hold the question I, I was the end. introducing my snacks, and Cisco <laughs> let me know that he did not eat today, so he would look super shredded in case we take our shirts off. So I did. I did say that. Saying there's a chance. <laughs> saying there's a chance. So Jimmy, stay tuned. Wouldn't be the first time there have been shirtless dudes on the podcast. Oh, and Jimmy makes it into his screensaver when you do. That's what I'm looking for. I just want to get text out of the picture. There you go. That's fine, dude. You see, this camera is all you. So you're going to just take your shirt off and flex for as long as it takes until you know Jimmy has like 20 screenshots of that shit. We'll do it at the end. So that way we make sure you stay tuned throughout the whole show. Uh, All right, cool. Keep, keep them on the hook. We, we got to keep okay. the scotch moving. <laughs> Back to what we're talking about. Francisco had never been to Cracker Barrel. And so we had a pretty epic Cracker Barrel experience. Tell me about Cracker Barrel. What was it like when you walked in? Uh, I thought I had the wrong place. <laughs> I walked in and it looked like an antique shop. I was looking for a restaurant, kind of like Golden Corral. I don't know, some type like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just kept walking in until I saw actually the tables and the hostess and whatnot. I was like, all right, well, this is not what I'm expecting, and I don't think I'm going to like the food here. But damn, uh, those French toasts came out, and they changed my mind. <laughs> they pretty, killed it. It's pretty decent, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like it's not the best food in the wide world, but if you're into shitty diner food that you can have breakfast any time of the day, yeah. How uh, many pegs did you have left on the little game? How many pancakes? No, pegs. the little pegs the on the triangle game where you move the pegs and you jump Oh, around. I lost. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I, I, really I had like seven, and then... <laughs> Yeah, it's not good at that game at all. I I did watch the YouTube tutorial. Yeah. So I cheated and then I won. <laughs> I look at that game and I think how many little snot-nosed kids have touched it after picking boogers True and story. I cannot touch oh, it. Oh, I just remember we did have ice cream at that place I can't where we had the brownie. Oh, yeah, we did have ice Suck cream. It. But okay. did you go <laughs> out for ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> that we went didn't. out for a cheat meal and that included ice cream. Yeah, I got the, what was it, peach cobbler or something at the end that had yeah, ice cream? Yeah, a peach cobbler. And you, didn't you get something too? I had the brownie thing. I don't know what it was, honestly. It, it was chocolate. It was a brownie, a chocolate, and it was ice cream. <laughs> had everything I wanted. All the important food groups yeah. covered in one one dish. Man, I love that place. So you said Francisco's our guest here. We have Francisco. You've been jumping for how long? Uh, I did my first 
tandem when I was 15. Okay. But I didn't do my first solo skydive until I was 21. I'm gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna ask more questions about that. You've been at Spaceland for how long? Since December 2015. Cool. I, I ask that commonly, not how care how long you're at Spaceland, as much as that helps me define how long I've known you. Um, and you're originally from America's 51st state. Mm, I'm not on that guy. I'm not on that boat. I'm Where are you from? from? Puerto Rico. That's the 51st uh, state, isn't nah, it? No, we're I, on. Uh, Hear this, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! You know Venezuela is going to oh, be the 51st on, state. But sit, you're your own what? Finish that sentence. Our own country. Yeah. Well, what sort? Of, what does your passport say? It says <laughs> that I'm from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yeah, but with it's a an, citizenship of the United States. It's an American passport, is it not? Yeah. And well, you're an American, fuck, aren't you? So that just grants me entrance to this place. You don't need a visa to be here. No. Yeah. You're a citizen it's a state. <laughs> I'm just an Dude, ally. Hold on. Take Puerto <laughs> Ricans and take Hawaiians. Like, the, neither of those are what you think about when you think about American people, right? Like, it's pretty different. Yeah. Okay, get out of my country. <laughs> <laughs> I will as soon as we're done here. What's funny is work at work, we were working on a job in Puerto Rico, and I looked at getting my PE license there, and it's just like applying for another state. It's exactly identical. Because it is <laughs> it is PE license? state. Mm-hmm. Public engineer. Oh, okay. Uh, professional, professional engineer. engineer. I thought you were, yeah. Yeah. Thought you were To be able to stamp documents and all that. Every other country is a whole different certification. I would be happy if you wanted to teach junior high school children <laughs> to exercise. Yeah, physical education, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was a kinesiology major. That's why I do electrical engineering for a living. You will become <laughs> a YouTube sensation in no time in Puerto Rico if you were a teacher. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, d- I know that so. sounds like a career we need <laughs> to start. Is, is education ha- lacking in Puerto Rico? <laughs> I know how Say to that work again? the Is YouTube's. education lacking in Puerto Rico? Uh, public education, yes. Proof it's America. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> so your first jump was in Puerto Rico? Yes, sir. At, at 15? At 15. And did you have uh, family who were skydivers already? Uh, my aunt at that point, she was uh, like a younger skydiver. She had like 300 jumps at that point. Mm-hmm. And she was managing the drop center in Puerto Rico. And uh, she offered me to come out on the skydive for my birthday, and I did. I mean, I was scared as shit. But, so, uh, so that's where the idea came from, is your, your aunt, who's a skydiver, asked you if you wanted to come? Yeah. For your 15th birthday? For my 15th birthday. Oh, man. Did you get video of your first jump? I did. Do you have it still? You know, uh, a couple of weeks back, I was back at home, and uh, I was trying to look for it. I didn't find it. But I'm pretty it. sure it's at home, because it's one of those things that my mom is keeping for herself you, you know? need to get that video and post it on your facebook i've been looking for it but i just didn't find it. i also have pictures like all 24 from that little roll <laughs> <laughs> what what year was it your 15, your 15? uh 2005 all right. october 2005 year before me two and you were 15 in that year yeah wait just turned 15 how old are you i'm 28 oh, you son of a bitch. you're younger than i thought yeah and yeah, also you look better old. looking than you. Yeah, <laughs> you look washed up. You're son. haggard, son. Used up. I thought you were like 38. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, man. I'm it trying to look wiser for the people, you know. That's why I get this shitty beard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look like a 21 year old. It looks like you've got gray hairs, not patchy skin. So it looks like it's an old wise beard. Is that what it is? <laughs> Uh, let's not talk about my beard. It's such <laughs> a good beard. Don't listen. Anyway, if you're not watching this, God, it's good. <laughs> if you're watching, you know I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So, dude, no, it looks good. There's a character. Have you seen the movie As Good As It Gets? 
Yes. Yeah. Do you know the the model, like who he paints, the, yes. the, the nude model? That's Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys are just listening, you want to know what Francisco looks like, please look up the movie as good as it gets. Look for a shot of the nude model who ends up beating the shit out of the gay guy in the movie. I don't know his name. That's Francisco. <laughs> out of Greg Kinnear. Isn't Kinnear. he? I, I, yes. Maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm so familiar with that movie. I haven't with that seen the movie, movie so I, I haven't character, seen, I, could, I totally know the character you're well, talking about. Justin's about to pull it up for you, and you're going to say, All yep, I can say that's Francisco. is Francisco's brown and has dark hair, and if that's what makes him look alike, I'm in. I mean, he's handsome. Look at that bone structure. Jesus. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mateo that's, could also work here. That's, that smile? Pablito. Is, is that the guy? That's not the guy. I th- is that the, that's the guy. Uh, I can't see it from here. Oh yeah, that's him, that's dude. That's him. him. Yeah. That's that's it. That's for sure, yeah. Francisco. <laughs> watch, it's, watch. If the you guys right. are watching on Facebook, we're, we're about It'll show to show up on that screen. We're Francisco. about to pull it up here in just a second. So, um, I'm so to anyways, it to where it doesn't show the the nude photos. It <laughs> also pulled up on Google. Um, let's just put some nude photos of Francisco on top of it. <laughs> It'll work and, out and just fine. So I it, thought you said you deleted those. No, dude. Oh I put them in a secret folder <laughs> that I share with everyone. <laughs> okay, so how long between this first tandem at 15 <laughs> and um, you start skydiving? How long did that take? That would that took about six years, five years. Okay. Yeah. I just really wasn't into it when I did my first tandem. Well, d- what what was your first jump like? Like, tell me about the experience. What sort of plane? Uh, I jumped out of a caravan, 13 and a half thousand feet uh when when my AFF instructor jason gonzalez the owner of uh extreme divers in puerto rico sorry i'm not laughing i'm <laughs> laughing at the picture that i see justin <laughs> dancing with behind you and uh i was scared the whole time <laughs> Cisco. Just, just the whole time hold on please look at the screen behind you tell <laughs> oh me oh my that's god that is me <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah that looks like me exactly like me at least from afar <laughs> all right Sorry. Now just flare your nostrils open and have a oh dumbass look on your face and yeah. second. <laughs> he did the first one already. The second one already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, 13,500 feet. You had a good skydive, good airplane. Yeah. I beautiful had a, view in Puerto Rico. I had sure. a beautiful view, like great video, great instruction, a good time. My, my mom was there, my aunt, my sisters. So uh-huh. how'd you fuck this up? Man, I'm just really scared, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess being 15, man, it's hard to imagine. I mean, people come out on their 18th yeah. birthday, and they're so young. I didn't I didn't pick up on it. The whole crowd around me was obviously way older than me, so there was no one my age, no one I can actually interact or be around the drop zone, so it just never appealed to me to be a skydiver. I just wanted to go there, pack, make money, and go home. You were a packer? Uh, a little later on that year, they offered me like a summer job after school to come out and pack on the... On the weekend, and you still only had the one jump. I only had that one jump, yeah. So what what made you decide to give it another shot? Oh, I did three tandems total, spread out over. Oh, spread out over those five years. Okay. I did my first at fifteen, then I did another one when I was like eighteen, and then another one at eighteen was pretty back to back. So that that second one at eighteen, or that so your second tandem total, the first one when you were eighteen. I did. How, yeah. How did you get talked back into giving it a shot? Because he was on the second location in Puerto Rico. Okay, new view. Yeah, so right. we have uh, where the boogie goes on, which is an Arecibo, which is on the west side of the island, northwest. And then they have another location on the east side of the island. They, they go every now and then. How big is Puerto Rico? It's 100 miles by 35. So basically these drop zones are 70 miles apart. Yeah, Okay. give or take. 
That's a decent bit, yeah. Yeah, it's a different whole different views. view because it's just this is the island, right? Yeah. So this is the regular drop zone, and this one is all the way over here. So it's a completely different view. I mean, if you're skydiving in Houston, to and get honestly, way idea, better. Downtown's 35 miles from the drop zone. Just measured it today, so we can barely see downtown. 35 miles away, go 70 miles away, you're seeing something completely different. Yeah, and even on the east side, we have the our national rainforest. Ajunque, and you can't see that from the regular drops and you know our normal operation. So you got to go all the way to the other side of the island so you can see that, and it's it's just a way better view, honestly. So was the second one a better experience then? A little bit, yeah. I knew what I was getting myself into. I jump out of a two hundred six this time, mm. uh, side door. So a two hundred six, I, I got to take a timeout in a quick minute. A two hundred six is a smaller aircraft. Uh, a, a lot of us jump out of big otters, twenty three jumpers. Caravans, 18 jumpers. 206 carries five jumpers? Uh, six. Six. So where you guys? That was six. Okay. Well, a lot of places will max them out at five um, without conversions. conversions yeah, they have the co-pilot seat out, so we have three on one side and two on the other side and one on the tail. And it gets heavy quick. They climb slow. Yeah. It, it, was, it took forever. I didn't know. I didn't know any better. But uh, Do you know if it was a cargo or a utility? The cargo model? door. Okay. The, the behind one, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. They just... So it's just one uh, random event that we had uh, the other drop zone, and they offered me to go again, and I said yes. How many pack jobs did you have at this point, do you think? <coughs> like over 30,000. 3,000? Over okay. 30. 30. Yeah. You're saying 30,000 pack yeah. jobs? Yeah. Man. I was the only packer for a very long time, and I used to pretty much pack for two or three planes at a time by myself. So hold on, time out. Good I got to catch up. I was sending a message um, to somebody real quick I had to deal with. You packed during this time frame. Yeah. Okay. I missed that part. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, after the... I kept involved in the sport, but just as a packer, you know, and seeing people jump, seeing people swoop, which kind of caught my eye from the beginning, uh, which is, I think, was what attracted me the most to do skydiving. Is parachutes? Yeah, flying parachutes. So what did, what did swooping look like in Puerto Rico 10 um, years ago? A lot of velos, <laughs> 79s, 75s, that you rarely saw those around. A lot of big turns, a lot of freestyle going on. Um, a lot of people getting hurt. So <laughs> one <laughs> of my friends, we call him the rubber man, man, because he would just smack into the ground every other landing. He would just walk right out, pack, and get back in the load. Sounds like my kind of guy. Yeah. Man. Slap that ground real good today. <laughs> <laughs> you did? You did? <laughs> so the, the clovers are really long, right? Because it's been super rainy and wet in the land year, so they can't mow the lawn. So those clovers are super grabby. And when I drug my feet and tried to make myself <laughs> be backwards, it said, I'm going to eat your feet, asshole. <laughs> and then I fell down. <laughs> Man, the field is just nasty right now. It's been raining so much. Was that on your new rig? Maybe. Did he get a little, <laughs> a little dirty? Yeah, it's pretty brown right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, a, just a leg strap. Dude, just the <laughs> other day, just a couple of days ago, as a matter of fact, last time we couldn't jump, you said, man, I'm ready to get my rig dirty. I'm ready to just crash so I can get over this. It's going to happen at some point. You, you did just got to get purpose. it out from the today. first one. did it on purpose. One of the things you mentioned is a second jump you, you saw and you expected so much more. And part of it was the beauty of the island, and part of it was your expectations yeah describe what you mean like how do how are your eyes open and think about uh it's something that amazes me and, and shocks me is i find out more and more non-jumpers sometimes listen to the show 
my sister has a coworker who comes to work and tells Debbie about the show. <laughs> and I mean, heck that yeah. That is so bizarre. I can't imagine how hard it is to even follow some of this stuff. Yeah. Like not being a skydiver, you know? Like a lot of the stuff that we just that you know, it's regular conversation between skydivers because we yeah. use all these these weird words. But man, I couldn't I, I bet it's hard to follow along. Dude, H- have you listened to Choices? Uh, Shannon? Shannon's no, podcast? not yet. No. Uh, I listened to Antonio on his show. It was really good. It was really entertaining. It was, uh, it was brief. He had good questions. But they both described everything as if they were talking to a non-skydiving audience, which was, uh, I mean, I see the point, I guess. Yeah. But um, just feeling like you're inside the club of skydiving with these people that you're listening to. And then having it, them explain it to, if you were sitting at dinner with a bunch of people that, that didn't skydive, it was uh, it was interesting. But I I couldn't imagine how often we would have to hit the brakes that way with with the guests that we have and the conversations we have. No doubt. And those of you who are Wuffos non jumpers, we thank you for the time we take. Um, and I promise you one thing: is some things like this conversation to me is a super valid one because some of these guys and gals are thinking about skydiving. It's been super cool. We've had a few jumpers come out for the for the A license program. People are like, yo, man, I heard about Space Land through the podcast, came here for the A in the week because of listening to you guys, which you guys are idiots for listening to us. But <laughs> thank you so much for taking and listening to our advice. Um, and this is one of those things I think those non-jumpers can definitely appreciate. Like, wh- how did you get a better second view? You're a tandem instructor now, yeah? Yeah. You're a videographer, so you share that experience. You're an AFF instructor, teach people to jump. Yes, sir. And you're just telling me here you still think that second jump means more. Yeah, I was just uh, looking more forward to it. And uh, I was more aware of everything that was going on when I was getting geared up, uh, the whole process of the plane. Also, by this time, I've been in around skydiving for a little bit longer now. I already have like two, three years around it. I know how things work. I have a better understanding of the equipment. And how much more safe when you know how things work and out. Things are going down. Uh, during the skydive, one of my friends came with us. Uh, I barely saw him because he sucked at belly flying. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 it was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was just uh, more altitude aware. I saw him for a little bit. He came and docked, but uh, real after that, he just let go, and we never saw him again. Uh, I had a better viewing of when I opened my shirt, parachute, my surroundings. Opened your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just cannot wait to get that shirt off. It's getting hot in here. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, it's getting oh. hot in here. It was just an all-around better <laughs> experience. So, uh, but not good enough to make me skydive. But wait, so th- the third one was the one that was good enough to make you skydive? Not really, honestly. Well, what the fuck happened? Why? Well, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened. Oh, hated that one too. Nope, didn't like it. Yada yada yada. How many thousands of jumps do you have? Uh, at least thirty-five hundred. Okay. Well, how the fuck did those th- three thousand four hundred ninety-seven <laughs> ones end up happening? This is what happened. Do I was you managing like the drop zone in Puerto Rico at this point. Later on, you were what managing the drop zone. A non-skydiver managing a drop zone. That's exactly. I would yeah. hate you so exactly. much. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what the DCO told me. It's like, listen here. Nobody's going to respect you until you start skydiving. Not true. We still don't. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? Okay, fuck it. I'll do it. And he's like, just come here tomorrow. My ground school was just EP uh, reviews. We went up and jumped, and that was it. I didn't think about it too much. I just showed up at the drop zone. We went over emergency procedures. 
I pulled some handles because I've been around this by six years now, and we went up and did it. So it sounds like you've very much been bullied into skydiving through these first. A few little jumps. bit. I was <laughs> pressured for a lot of time, not gonna lie. But I mean, sur- surely you haven't been bullied into thirty-five hundred of them. No. So I love at what it. point did you start enjoying it? Right from the first one, I was like, "What." Is anyone else confused by this? A hundred percent. It's just solos. <laughs> Solo's not the same thing. Oh, I don't okay. know. It was just a, I was on a different... Did I not from make that clear? the first solo. No, okay. No, okay, my bad. So you said yeah, from the very first one. Okay. So let me back here. <laughs> okay. After first, three first tandems, solo. after three tandems, one day, Tandem? you want to tell me, it's like, listen, you got to do this. Well, you're not going to be able to keep on this line of work. I was like, okay, let's do it. And I showed up the next day. We did emergency procedures. Talk about the dive flow. Practice this and that, and we went up and did it. So I do think the point that you're making is important for some people to to understand. Of like, Rob Parker's another instructor of ours who did, he hated his first jump. He hated it, and he only did a second jump. He was in New Zealand. I think I think he, maybe he told the story on the on the show. He might have, but I don't remember it. Well, he hated <laughs> his first one. I just remember uh, the world record sheep shearing. That's all I remember from his <laughs> podcast. I don't, I don't remember that part. <laughs> I do. That was the screenshot, right? <laughs> Really? Yeah. Okay, anyway. <laughs> he didn't like his first one, did his second one because his friend really liked it and wanted to go again, and then the second one hooked him and he started liking it after that. But, like, that some people, even if you don't become a skydiver after that first jump, I mean, that a second one and a third one and let your brain slow down and find these things that you enjoy when you're not a 15-year-old terrified child. Yeah, for me, it was completely about my mentality. Like, when I was 15, that was not my mindset. I didn't want to be a skydiver. I just wanted to get money and get a car. <laughs> and talk to babes. <laughs> yep. I love babes. Um, <laughs> so I'm curious, <laughs> your feelings on 15-year-old skydivers. How, so in America, it's not legal to let somebody jump under the age of 16. Excuse me, under the age of 18 on the tandem system. It's their legal documents. Yeah. Um, the manufacturer, excuse me, the organization doesn't allow anybody to jump under the age of 18 without a waiver. Yeah. Uh, do you think people should be able to jump at 16, 15 years old? I do, by the way. Now, I don't think... Th- if I owned a drop zone, I wouldn't let it happen. There's different liability and different rules and laws that, that scare me. But at the same time, it's your drop zone, your gear, your decision to take the risk to take kids. Yep. Within reason. Completely agree. Um, I don't know, being a stranger and you're bringing your kid to a drop zone and dropping it off to someone that you don't know to take him on a high-risk adventure... I mean, I'm not a parent, but... <laughs> that you know, you know of. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> as far as I know. Is, th- is the question <laughs> assuming that they have their parent consent? Yeah, no, of course, everything's yeah. legit, everything's lo- legal, but do you think we should let 16-year-olds, 15-year-olds skydive? You've well, done I'm it at the yeah. age of 15. I don't see a problem if they're made to the requirements, you know, as physical-wise, you know. Surely there's got to be an age threshold of, like, I watch them take little kids into the tunnel. Like a three-year-old, they'll fly three-year-olds, but they just fully don't get it, and they don't enjoy it. Like, they're not mentally developed enough to really put the experience into perspective before they get into the wind tunnel, right? But then you see, like, a 10-year-old, and they're like, oh, my God, these people are flying, and they go in, and they can actually give it a real shot, you know? So it's like I've seen videos and pictures. We have friends who have taken really young kids, like four- and five-year-olds, right? And it's like, surely that person is too young to really understand, like... I don't think you can really enjoy skydiving until you've already been terrified of life somehow, you know, until <laughs> until life has looked real to you and put risk into perspective. And then I think you you enjoy the feelings that you get from skydiving more. 
do you, I, I mean, feel can, like you, you would need to have a healthy respect for what you're doing, right? Yeah, but I don't know where th- where does that happen. Yeah. And I agree that, that maybe that's what that is what it is of just being able to respect uh, the the big picture of what's happening. But I mean, I've seen gosh, I guess I would argue that I've seen 18-year-olds that don't fully get it. Yeah. But uh, I know 40-year-olds <laughs> who don't fully get it named DJ <laughs> 45. <laughs> but how how for you DJ, how young is too young? So my question my question mark lies on I need to talk to a doctor. And it's uh, there is an age where the neck no longer continues to develop. And in those early developmental stages, if you have severe whiplash or neck trauma, it can f- it can affect your growth, et cetera, and some other things. And these are information that I need more complete picture on. I want to say I remember somewhere being around 14, which is why 16 is an easily suggested age because it gives a window for that growth to end. Different people, different cycles. Um, so I think 16 is just an easy, good number. We can let people drive there. We can let them skydive there. Um, personally, it fe- I, I'm afraid of the risk. I'm afraid of your dad signed a waiver. You turn 18. You sue me anyways because you skydived under duress of your father and didn't let and, and I didn't catch it. You didn't sign a waiver, so you're suing me. Um, I, I'm really afraid of the waiver part of that. Um, the state of Texas doesn't allow it. The prosecuting attorney, no dist- uh, what, what, the attorney general. Of, in, of of Texas, uh, made a pass a law years ago saying something about minors can't enter this contract or this this waiver, so we can't do it here. Um, the skydiving in particular. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but USPA went with eighteen. Man, I if a drop zone owner wants to take the risk, it's his gear, his risk. Uh, man, so this is kind of a confusing area for me that. I thought it was 18 no matter what on a tandem system, and I thought that that was just the the law based on uh, the manufacturers. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are some places in the states taking kids younger than 18 oh, on tandems. Is this, is this not true? Ultimate Skydiving Adventures USA in Colorado owned by a guy named Ben Lowe. Ben Lowe is an awesome skydiver. He, is one of the, he was one of the leading examiners. I have mad respect for Ben Lowe. Ben Lois chose to skydive with underage kids. He has resigned some of his ratings because he, uh, he can't be a USPA member rated, et cetera, because USPA doesn't allow it. So before he started, he contacted all the people say, I'm going to be doing this, so I'm going to resign my ratings. That way there's no interaction reaction to me or you. He doesn't want to jeopardize the organization. He doesn't ask any of his TIs to deal with it. He does it himself. He deals with the underage kids himself, and he takes them pretty effing young. Can you look up uh, Ultimate Skydiving Adventures and look what their website says for age? Only if you pass me that Balvini. Oh, fuck yeah, I will, bro. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry I left you out on the bottles. Uh, and there's, dude, you know where all the other bottles are outside, so grab what you need. Um, I'll, be, I'll be over here popping bottles <laughs> So uh, in the club. Seven or whatever, and I think he does it maybe too young with the risk of... Seven, is that what you said? Man, it might oh. be that young. That's why I'm asking Justin to look this up. Sorry. Um, Do you remember what it's like to be seven? Yeah, dude. Dirt was cool. <laughs> God. What, I, was I, what were you up to at seven? Dirt was cool. Yeah, I get it. That's why you're brown. What were you doing? <laughs> Riding ATVs. Seven years like, old. I was living in Alabama. In a town called Huntsville, Alabama. Oh my God! How what? <laughs> how often were you called a racial slur? I was Mr. Seven. T. Yeah, seven's the lowest. Seven. To I was 17. Mr. T when we played the A team because you're the closest thing to a black guy we have. I'm not kidding. That was comments made to me as a child. I never understood. Um, growing up, I realized there was a lot of racism. Um, the '70s in the South, being a Japanese kid. And you've seen pictures of me as a kid. I really did look like I was a little chink-ass bastard. You're far more Asian as a child. Yes. Yeah, way more. Yeah. 
saw that picture from the past podcast. Oh my god, <laughs> that's fifteen, man. Imagine when I was like five. Um, dude, no, I, I was I was playing in the playground. I was playing in the dirt. I was riding on monkey bars. That's Doing it right. Seven. I mean, playing outside, riding bicycles. It seems like kids want to be grown ups, right? Like kids want to, like, yeah, you know, can't wait to start smoking or drinking or whatever. Whatever, yeah. there's an age limit that you you can't do something yet. Kids want to do that stuff. I want to be dad. I don't remember wanting to be dad. I just wanted to be cool. <laughs> I, wanted to I just want to dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to take off my shirt and but, dance. I mean, just because you want to do some stuff, yeah. isn't it like the responsibility of older people to be like, hey, seven-year-old? You shouldn't be jumping out of airplanes yet. <laughs> but then I think of a kid who who who's a I can't think of his name right now. We have a bunch of mutual friends. Uh, Rhodes, Dusty, Dusty Hank. Oh, Dusty Hanks. Son. Thank you, Dusty yeah. Hanks. Uh, what was his son's name? Mm, oh, Dylan. Hang, hang on. Yeah. No. Um, so he just took Dust. Dust no. Dusty just took. It's gonna come to me. Hang on. Okay. But keep talking. Dusty just took his son. If I remember this right, and correct me, but I think it's wrong. Uh, do a bunch of tunnel time, but also took him to U.S. Sky, uh, USA, uh, Co- to Colorado. Cole, Cole, I, Cole. Think one of Cole. I think Cole is it. Yeah. Um, and had him do some skydives with Ben Lowe. And again, Ben is doing it the safest, best possible way. How many hours of tunnel time does that kid have? No clue. <laughs> He's a fully outlier. He's got tons of tunnel time. He For can, sure. He can appreciate that experience. But And there's no doubt there's outliers. And the average seven-year-old won't be there. But is I mean, Ben offering this to people like his friend Dusty to let his son, who grew up in immersed in skydiving and, and has an okay understanding of it, not a full immersed understanding because you still don't know what a booger is from your butthole. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I that agree option that is that's, that's cool to have that option for yeah. sure. And there, I think that you know there should be exceptions to every rule, but when you're making a nationwide rule, you're making a, a standardization type of rule. Mm-hmm. I think about the seven-year-olds that are playing over on Malfunction oh Junction yeah. on a busy Saturday, yeah. yeah, and that you're gonna grab one of them and gear them up for a skydive. No fucking way do I think that that's a good idea. <laughs> or being annoying as fuck on the creepers. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> they're not. They're not ready. I mean, one. One. I love <laughs> skydiving. I really do. I love it. Touching handles. <laughs> Bowling team that shouldn't pull. Yeah, they're doing all that bad stuff. <laughs> but it's like I, I really want someone who does their first skydive to enjoy it. Like I want them to like it. I take it personally when someone doesn't like it. When they don't like my favorite thing, you know? Yeah. It's like someone saying they don't like your girlfriend or something. It's like <laughs> your girlfriends are she's shitty. I don't know why you hang out with her. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of which, I wanted to mention something tonight. <laughs> about my tiny little Asian girlfriend? That stupid Sam. What about her? We can go I on a segue. No, I was just making fun of her. Oh yeah. She's a little brown. I like her a whole lot. I love you, uh, Sam. So, and your sister. Did you? How similar <laughs> did they look to you? Just so any anyone who doesn't know, my girlfriend has a twin uh, sister. They look pretty similar because they're Asian, though, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they're tiny. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? <laughs> uh, okay, hang on. What were we just talking about? They're like little umpalumpas. So, a seven. The average seven-year-old shouldn't be jumping. The average seven-year-old should be stopped from skydiving. And your girlfriend looks like an average seven-year-old. Yeah, she's done three jumps, yeah. just like Francisco had before he was a grown-up. So, I definitely, I, I, for me, age. I think sixteen is a good age. I really. I could do. get behind sixteen. You can drive a car. You've probably been to a funeral. You can put <laughs> shitty things in life into perspective, you know? <laughs> it's like it, it's seven. It's seven. Maybe the dogs died. Maybe you've had to deal with that. Maybe that's that's the a good dark turn. <laughs> I'm just saying you need to understand life to really appreciate skydiving. 
Oh, Seven man. years old, gives grandma, grandma you need is to have still some alive. tragedy in your life before yeah, you jump. Yeah, see that <laughs> darkness before you could appreciate the <laughs> amazement that is skydiving. Man, your grandma was dead at seven. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, no, my grand, my both my grandpas were both my grandpas were dead. But but your uh, grandma's alive. No, they're dead now. Thanks, oh, okay. thanks for bringing <laughs> it up. I got no grandparents left. Well, that's sad. Knock, knock. I have one. <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? Not my grandparents. <laughs> 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 uh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 okay. Stop it. We're going to get a strongly worded letter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Knock, Francisco, knock. tell me about skydiving. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? No, 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 no. Let's start this over. Why'd the chicken cross the road? I don't know. Maybe there's some fucking chicken food over there. I don't know. What was no, he doing? Take it away from the idiot. Knock, knock. Yep. Who's there? <laughs> Not the chicken. <laughs> you ruined it, though, because you would have Yeah, played. I fucked up your joke. I'm sorry. I totally <laughs> I stole your thunder. You. I knew I was getting set up. I hate you. KGB. Right. <laughs> Anywho. Cisco. Yeah. Okay, you're 18 now. You're I managing a drop zone? Uh, How a little over 18, like 20. Yeah. And it was a small operation. It's okay. not like I'm handling 20 people. It was just like... But are these people older than you? Everyone. It's older than me all and the time. And they're all skydivers. Yeah. How did you end up managing a drop zone as a packer? <laughs> I'm not saying that's not possible, but it just is an odd career path. Yeah. I don't know. Just opportunities <clears throat> kept coming up. Like the staff got shorter and smaller, and they kept offering me work. And I just took advantage of everything that I could to make money. So you randomly made a skydive, fell into a job, managing something you didn't enjoy. <clears throat> In short. And just not that I I didn't enjoy my skydive. It's just I didn't and I took pleasure out of jumping out of a plane. You weren't impressed. I wasn't like, oh, okay, it was cool, but it's I don't <laughs> see the addiction. So you said yet. the solo was different. Why? What's the difference that makes us? Because so I have a bunch of front rides on tandems. Yeah. And there's no doubt I get a little bit bored because I'm just hanging on for a ride. But in said and done, as a beginner, you're in free fall. What was different for you? Man, when that door from uh, the 182 opened, it was game on. You know, it's so much louder. It's a lot of wind coming into that wind, into that plane. You got to step out of the plane and hold on to that strut on the wing. It's not like the caravan or otter <coughs> when you just hold on to that door and that frame and that's it. No, on this 182, you're climbing out. Anybody that jumped from 182, they know how it is. But, uh, Climb out, get those two hands out there, that feet on the step. AFF jump? Yeah, traditional AFF. Sorry, we're sharing ice cream. And right uh, yeah, just looking down, it's like, all right, fuck. I'm here by myself. I got my equipment. I'm ready to go. I do agree that jumping out of a small airplane like that, it feels a lot more like, oh my God, I'm jumping out of an airplane. Yeah, because you're climbing out of the plane. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you're literally getting out of the plane, holding onto that wing. So if you're a hashtag. Spaceland spoiled fun jumper and you've never been. Oh, you don't know how good you have it. Let me <laughs> tell you right now when you're complaining that you don't get 14,000 feet. Oh, go, man. <laughs> Preach it. Go ahead. Or or, <laughs> or when the, the... Oh, man, there's so many stuff. How long did a ride in a 182 take to get to altitude and how high was that? We go to 10.5 and would take anywhere from 20 to 25 minutes. That's a pretty fast 182. That I mean, that was average. Yeah, but man, and our 182 back home was like 30 minutes to nine grand. 
Yeah, man, our 206-1A2 situation was the same way, man. So that that's a pretty fast climb, and it's a cramp plane. Yep. Y- uh, y- dude. There's no space. It's super loud. If you got 10 grand, you were blessed. And, yep. We only go to 10-5 for students. That was, you know, other than that, there's no reason, no reason to go up there. It would take too long. So, th- th- but they had both where you were learning, right? They had a caravan and the... No, at this point, the caravan was gone. Oh, where'd it go? Back to the owner. We had it for like a season. And then uh, we didn't have enough people to keep it turning, so we have to give it back. So how many uh, how many pack jobs in a normal day before you start as a jumper? You're saying 10,000 a year? 10,000 pack jobs on a year? Yeah. No, I don't think I did that much. Oh, okay. You said you told me thirty thousand. Yeah. Oh, but not in three years. That's over in like five or six years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, my bad. So now you've done these these few student jumps. Are you noticing anything changing with uh, your interaction as a manager at the drop zone? Yeah. uh, (laughs) I'm so much happier. You're happier. Okay. (laughs) I'm happier because now is a hobby too, and is. Awesome just to be out there at the job center and get a jump in. Because before, it, I was just a slave to it. I would get there. I got to greet the customers, check out waivers, pack, edit videos, go run and catch, come back to the office, pack again, and do it so all day you're long. You're doing all the work. and I'm doing all the work by myself. This is the as the manager. Yeah. Man, how many people dream of being a manager at Adizi? And we have friends who do that. Describe that job again. A lot of A lot of work. <laughs> A lot of work, especially if you're doing it by yourself. Man, everybody wants your attention, and you have to do everything. Yeah. So you were a manager for how long before you started jumping? Mm, maybe like a year and a half. And in, and once you started jumping, how long did you continue to work there? <laughs> Not very long. Uh, once I got hooked on it, I was working there for like maybe a year and a half for two more years. <laughs> and why did you quit? Because I just wanted to skydive more. It's manifest, man. Spaceland Houston used to do something that, in my opinion, was difficult for them to do. I'm not going to say it was wrong. I'm just going to say it was challenging. And they hired skydivers in manifest. And skydivers in manifest would get good at manifesting and get their jump numbers up just in time to leave manifest when they got good at it. Griffin was a perfect example. Super good dude. He did fine in Manifest. He's the one who found out your name is Scooter. He <laughs> actually made that name. That <laughs> yes, was all did. him. That was all. Man, I love that kid. Yeah. Uh, one day we're going to have him in here and talk shit with him. Um, <clears throat> but he, he, as quick as he could, got out of there. But, man, hire a bunch of Wuffos. Most of our Manifest staff now don't skydive. So yep. they don't dream of getting out of the office. They don't want to be out of the office when everybody's jumping. They're like, man, we're yep. super happy in here, and they're very good at it. Yeah, we're just sending loads with two people on it. I was like, damn it. I can be on that load. And, you know, there's two spaces. I could do a hop and pop, whatever. I would try to get on every load that I could, like do a hop and pop, anything that I could get just to jump out of that plane. And you couldn't just because of work. I could because I was working there. So I would try to get myself on every load that I could. (coughs) And jumping almost every day and being there almost every day, I only got 200 scott up in my first year. So I want to come back to Puerto Rico at some point because I've heard a lot of things about your country and I hear a lot of beautiful things and I want to ask about it. Yep. I want to continue down your skydiving journey for a while. Where did you go after that year and a half, two years? Uh, after that, I went to Lodi. Lodi. My, my cousin was living on an Air Force base at that point and he's like, hey, why don't you come out? You can crash with me for the whole summer. And so I did. I quit my job. 
packed up everything, left for Cali. And I spent the whole summer there of uh, 20, 2014. 2014. Yeah. Okay. And what's a jump ticket cost on Lodi in 2014? It's uh, 15 bucks all the way to 13,000 feet and then $5 hop and pop at three grand. And you don't get any more. And that's it. Three grand, no flaps down. Get Just out. get out of the plane if you want to jump out. <laughs> when you get to altitude, one pass, get out or go down. That reminds me of that video, The Bastard. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. Good. So what did you do at Lodi? I was shooting video uh, whenever I could. Yeah. So and camping at the drop zone. Let's be real. Lodi doesn't have the best reputation in the sport. No, it doesn't. I have spent a week at Lodi doing an AFF instructor rating course, and I'll say this very easily. There are plenty of Lodites or Lodinians, um, people from Lodi, who are great skydivers, who are safe skydivers, who have a lot of safety consciousness in mind. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people out there that are keeping an eye for each other, but, you know, two people leave that drop zone and then another seven come in. And there's so much you can handle when the owner, you know. Is disconnected. Yeah. He kind of gives a shit, but at the same time, he doesn't give a shit on what's really going on. You know, it's in Bill's world. But uh, there's a lot of safety conscious people out there for sure. But there is some safety, lack of safety awareness is that easy. Concern for sure. So anybody who, you know, you hear the name Lodi and you immediately shit on Lodi. I will say, no doubt, Lodi deserves a reputation, but not as bad as you give it to him. For sure. I had a great time in Lodi. The whole time I was there, there was no accident. Nothing major happened. You know, we deal with fatalities and accidents and skydiving all the time. And there was was a lot of great people there. Especially when it's such a busy drop zone. Because, man, those plays are turning all day. There's people jumping all day at that drop zone just getting their numbers up. So even with the amount of skydives that are going on, you know, their accident rate is not really that high, to be honest. So you spent a year there shooting video. Man. Uh, a dude. couple a couple weeks, not a whole. A couple weeks? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, so Nick, did they, I, don't, I wonder if they still had the, the video, the, the whiteboard system. So it's. Uh, is it the camera that's pointed at like the. Straight down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Basically the countertop, right? And that's what they're writing on. With grease pens. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that's, I'm pretty sure that's how it was when I was there. Oh uh, yeah, I'm positive they've been doing. Oh, it you worked that way too. No, I I was there for an event. Oh right on. Oh, that's right. I know that event because I've heard a good story from that event. I did drugs on accident. <laughs> on accident, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Me too, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a while. You want to share that story for a second? Um. <laughs> All right. So Cisco, you're about how you shoot video for a couple years, or a couple weeks, and then. Yeah. Like so, you where you in Lodi for a year? A uh, of I was there for a couple months, and uh, I just came back home after the summer just to group group and kind of get all my shit together. And then 2015 on March, I left again for Lodi, and then I was out there for like eight months or six months. And that time, still shooting video. Yeah, shooting video and fun jumping. So man, I, I, Lodi, you have to hustle. You have to work. Yep. You land. You edit your own videos. Um, you knew Rob Pooley, I'm guessing. Yep. Rob Pooley was a friend. I could call him a friend. Dude, Rob Pooley and I professionally have had disagreements multiple times. One of my favorite things about Rob is we could stay on the drop zone, and I I could tell him how wrong he was with what he just did. He would tell me how right he was and know that he was wrong and nothing to do about it. And we'd go home, and we'd both be friends and not fucking care. Businesses aside, hey, bro, we like the same things. We can hang out and watch the same things. We could disagree professionally and, and business-wise and go home and still be friends. 
So friendship wise, I had a lot to. Uh, I have a lot of love for him. Um, he, his video system, though, dude. Yeah, uh, I did all my edits with Rob. Yeah, did he? Yeah. Did he get? So Nick, he shows up. He's got Wi-Fi cards in his camera. Mm-hmm. He has his own stupid modem sitting in his locker. So when he walks in, he sets his camera helmet down. It automatically connects to a still card and his video card, and automatically uploads everything. Mm-hmm. Once his canopy is laid on the ground, he puts a carpet on it, goes and automatically <laughs> imports. Thank you, <laughs> poor choices. <laughs> he automatically uh, then he imports everything or clicks everything over into editing, mm-hmm. and then hits. Uh, render and goes back and finishes pack job. Comes back and gives it away. I mean, it's an automated process. Did you do the same thing? Uh, no, he had more of a editing station at this point, where most of the videographers would put their SD cards for. Because everything is like you're doing your own thing out there. Yeah, yeah. You work for you don't really work for Lodi. You're just doing the work, but everything else has to come out of you. You know, you got to do your own edits. Give it to the get with the customers. Make sure everything's done well. But uh. I try to do the least amount of work, so I gave all my edits to Rob Foley. Next time you have to make airplane noises. <laughs> I'm feeding and, uh, DJ ice cream on the couch. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, I did a lot of work. Everyone out there has to do work in the hangar, you know? Mm-hmm. I clean bathrooms. I clean toilets. I clean sinks. I vacuum. Did you ever tell Bill good morning? I did. And every <laughs> morning, he would tell me, don't tell me it's morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I met Bill the first time. It was a day, like in the middle of the day. Nice to meet you. The next day, he walks by me. Good morning, Bill. I know it is. I know and he kept is. walking. Yeah. And Erica, which I don't know. Oh, you just fucking <laughs> broke the mic stand. <laughs> so, Did you karate chop that <laughs> I'll fix that in a second. Sorry. <laughs> I was just trying to put it in my mouth. So, Bill. Were you trying to eat it? <laughs> you need ice cream. When we say manhandle Do you want to try this ice cream? He told me to manhandle it, and I did. <laughs> I know mint chocolate chip is not your jam. You want to try it? I'm, I'm good. We'll fix I'm that. Right. I'm Fine. sorry. Justin, do you want to get down on some of this? I no, look thanks. at Erica, and Erica's like, oh, yeah, I should have told you. Don't say that to Bill. Tomorrow, ask him how his morning is. So the next morning, Bill walks by. Bill, how are you doing this morning? I like you. You learn. It was his fucking <laughs> response, man. <laughs> I love the guy. He makes. I got along with him great. I, uh, I was out catching tandems one day with him. Like The AFF course was going great. Hey, guys, it's a busy Saturday. Take the day off and enjoy your work. Make some money. We'll finish tomorrow. We're good. Bill A appreciated that. B, I'm running to catch tandems. Like, I got nothing else to do. And, dude, this dude lands short, and I'm busting ass to get to this tandem. And I look over, and there's all these young motherfuckers hanging out in the catcher, catching. And guess who was stride, stride for stride right by me? Bill. Bill. And, dude, we caught that tandem. And as soon as we caught that tandem, he grabbed me. He goes, let me show you something. And he walked me around the DZ and showed me all around. He showed me just stupid shit. But everybody's like, Bill likes you. You know, like when he makes a friend, it's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I mean, Bill I figure he only you. likes girls, you know? I, I'm a bitch. Like, <laughs> all the girls out there have a good, but all the boys, oh, man. It's not oh, a good dude, time. for sure. Bring him chocolate milk. So why don't you talk to him while he picks his mic? <laughs> well, now I'm eating. Tell when, me about When are you not eating? I, dude, <laughs> I didn't get a pregame at Chipotle on my way here because we got out of the drop zone a little late. So I just booked it over to Sprouts and just loaded up on a bunch of snacks. <laughs> but... Man, it's just one of those days where everything sounded good, you know? I got some plantain chips, ice cream. I got some some cream cheese over here for no real reason. Yeah, you have, like, quite the variety compared to normal. It's just, like, the cheese wheels. Yeah, usually I'd, I'll do those cheese wheels, and may- maybe sometimes I'll do this hummus and, and turkey deal. But I want uh, hummus. I got you a fun fact. When I got fired from Lodi, 
What I did got, you get fired for? Start there. Uh, I got fired for not doing a work jump that I was originally not supposed to be on it, but obviously Bill is never wrong. <laughs> so I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> and I got banned from Lodi for 55 years. He's like, leave my drop zone. I don't want to see you in 55 years. Oh, that was perfect. And you pointed you right at again? the camera huh? like a pro. And when did you work again? Actually, I never did. I left for two weeks, and I came back and trying to get on his good grace. He told me to pretty much to leave the drop zone. <laughs> then I came back uh, like a did week. Did you try taking your shirt off first? <laughs> no. Hmm. My body wasn't blooming at that point. Oh, that's that too was bad. Not, not something to show <laughs> did off. Did you take him chocolate milk and say, I will never do that again? I did not. Th- those I heard about the chocolate milk. I just never took the initiative. People told me, just leave and come back in two weeks. You'll be fine. And so I did, and it did not work out for me. So I, uh, as a visiting AFF examiner, I look like I know what I'm talking about on a DZ because the course is listening to me. So a r- random visiting fun jumper walks up like, dude, you, know, you look like you know what you're talking about. I'm like, um, I look like I know what I'm talking about. If you got a question, I'll try. Dude, I just got fired by Bill Doss. I don't even work here. I tried to talk. He goes, no, leave my DZ, never come back. I just bought a shitload of jump tickets. I don't know what to do. I'm like, this is Rob Pooley. He knows Bill Doss. Talk to him. Rob said, come back tomorrow morning with a quart of chocolate milk and tell Bill, I will never land crosswind again. I will always land into the wind. Thank you. And hand him the chocolate milk. <laughs> and the kid did exactly that. And Bill goes, okay. He just No, I've blanket. seen it for sure. I, yeah. I, I saw it. I a lot of my friends got fired. I think anyone that stays out there long enough, you're going to get fired at some point. I'm shocked I didn't get it's fired in my seven days there. It's part of the, you know, the adventure. We may or may not have a mutual friend who got fired for using his rear risers, I yep. think. <laughs> yeah. Who was this? Tommy Miller. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, rear risers, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> I saw Blair getting fired, too. Blair Hamlink? Yep. That's where I met him <laughs> as well. I met him in 2011 there. I met him there. We weren't friends, but I met him there. He's a good dude, man. I kind of hate him. You hated no, him? I hated him at that point. But yeah. he, he's my homie now. Eskimo brothers for life. <laughs> <laughs> so you... Only a few people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. That took a dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you go after Lodi? Uh, I went to Long Island Skydiving Center. Was Brent Coltharp out there? Man, Say not that name again. Brent Coltharp. I don't think so, no. He looks like, you know, Ernest goes to jail. Ernest no. P. World. <laughs> he looks like Ernest. So What uh, makes you go from California to New York? Well, it's the middle of the summer. I got fired. I wanted a, a job. I want to be near the Red Sox where my brother-in-law is. And my uh, friend, she's like, hey, if you want to go pack at this drop zone, they need a packer. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll do anything. I need money. I just want to get out of here. And I uh, went out there, and I packed a lot. Brian Erler's place? Yep. At Brian's place, yeah, he's drops in. Uh, and I was out there for like eight or nine weeks, and it just it was like late August, and I had to leave to go back home and whatnot. But man, I never seen a small drops in with three Cessnas bust bust out so many tandems in one day. There, I, I've had a few friends work there. I know Brian not well, but I know Brian, and uh, they're a serious business. Yeah, if you want to be a working man skydiver. He's got a, a good show go. running up there for sure, and I've heard very nice things about the way it works. Like yep. some sometimes a working dr- like, man Lodi, you want to get a lot of jumps, it's possible, but it's not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, I think a lot of people seem to be able to get along, but you have to know that you're going to be a professional. You're going to work and do your job. Yeah, you're going to enjoy yourself. 
Where'd you go after that? You went back home. I uh, went to China. Took a trip to China and Japan. For work or for travel? No, just for travel. I just packed so many parachutes up at Brian's. I was like, I need to take a trip. And well, uh, What made you pick China? My uncle was already going there. And uh, one of his buddies backed out last minute. And he offered me the like the slot to spot. And he's like, you got to pay this much and you can come with us. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm there. And uh, ended up in China. How long were you there? I was in Beijing for eight days. What was it like? So crazy. So loud. So many people. So did many people there speak English? Nope. Because I'm assuming nobody speaks Spanish, right? They hate English. They're like, you even say one word in English, they'll immediately look at you and be like, nope. We're not speaking your language. We're not submitting. Even though many of them speak it, right? Probably. I mean, I don't know, honestly. Everyone out there spoke Chinese. They're super... I mean, no offense to anyone that's Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) But they were super rude. (laughs) There's so many of them. But uh, it was definitely a cultural shock, you know? Go out there and people were looking at me like I was a unicorn. When you say they were rude, what what do you mean? What did they do that was rude? Okay, I'll give you an example. I was waiting in in line to check in in my hotel and all these people just like all these Chinese people just rush in like cut the line and just went straight to the customer service people you know the people that check you in there was no line to them yeah so you went from like they second saw, in line they, to they, they saw an open spot and then went and took it there was no line there's no order it's like we're doing this and we're doing it now I was like alright do you think that they thought they were being rude in doing that? Probably not, because everyone was like that. Um, it was this kind of a common thing everywhere you went? Yeah, for the most part. There's so much uh, crunching and smacking sorry. going on over so there. Like, all I keep hearing. <laughs> I just want to eat. So I noticed this. I was in a bakery. It was, a, you know, that by the tunnel, that little complex where there's a 99-cent store and then there's a couple other Asian stores? Yeah. Yeah. So they have a bakery there, and this was on uh, on Christmas Day. This was the only like place open in the city because there are a bunch of Chinese people that don't celebrate Christmas. And I went in there, and it was two different people at two different parts of being in this uh, little bakery that were like standing so close to me, I could feel their hot breath on my neck, and it was not a crowded place. And I, I don't think I don't think that they're being rude. I just think that that's that's so just you're how used to it. Yeah, it's just how it's it is growing up. Everywhere there. you go, there's such a bunch of them. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep that saying sounds, them. That sounds racist. I know those people. <laughs> <laughs> they're just it's the truest of fact. Like they're what what like thirty forty percent of the population in the world. That's something crazy. Go- find this out, Justin. <laughs> what percentage of the world is Chinese? Or are you saying Asian? I think Chinese. I think Chinese. Like. I want to know because I can't. I actually believe that could be true because it's there. You broke it. You're again. about to no, break it. Again. <laughs> I'm kidding. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. All right. Twenty percent of the world. But, is one, but still, that's a billion. lot of people. How many? One point three five billion people in China. And there's how many people in the world? Like eight billions. Yes. So that's Man, all. That's that, a lot. That's a fuckload of people. That's 20%. a lot of Chinese. I never knew it was that fucking high. I know Japan, it's a similar thing where people are very used to being crowded, uh, being very tight and very close, and navigating space is something you have to do, and China's like tenfold that. Yeah, but uh, when I went to Japan, they're all so quiet. And polite. And polite. Like, you go to the to the train, and everybody's on a line, waiting for it. the door open. They wait for every... They don't move. 
They wait for everyone to get out of the train. Then they'll go. At least back. They all sit or they'll look at each other. They're not taking the pregnant or senior seating, which I took. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bow first? At least so I was like, away with in my mind, they were all looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm taking the seat. I'm tired. I saw this guy. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? How do you say sorry? Nothing. I was saying different things. Oh, what were you saying? <laughs> I saw this guy. Yeah. 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 I saw is this that guy. So? Is that so? It's kind of. I saw, I saw this, this guy. guy. I saw this guy. I saw this guy. It's kind of like, is that so? Hontone. Really? So, like, really? Is that the And truth? the wall is super, like, so. So that's one of the pictures we shared thing. was the China, the, the wall of China. Yeah. I actually Hashtag had. Build the wall. I actually had no clue you'd been to China, and at Get first, I thought you were sitting on a cliff over some place in Puerto Rico, so I zoomed <laughs> in on a picture. I'm like, that's a great wall of China. How it far is. down that did you travel? Uh, on that part from the picture, not too far, because that's like uh, where they take all the tourists. So we did that for one day, and we just we didn't walk that much on that part, but we went to another part of the wall. Well, actually, a part of the wall was missing because of the Mongolian attack. Damn you, Mongolians! <laughs> Mongolians. So this is South Park episode. Yeah. This is more like a ruling kind of thing. And that one, we kind of had like a little adventure on it because we had to climb and walk through the wall for a couple miles. But it's just, it's just crazy to think that that thing is 3,000 miles long. And you that know? wall worked. Yeah. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> that Don one is Donald Trump been over there <laughs> taking notes? <laughs> how did they fund that wall? <laughs> yeah, how old is that goddamn thing? They made the Mongolians pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> all those Mongolian rapists. <laughs> but imagine yeah. that thing—a wall from all the way from New York to California. Like you yeah, can block all of Canada out insane. and Alaska. We should crazy. start. That how wall. about we just build it around California? I like Cali. Have Holy you seen this this stupid cartoon online that shows? America, and then Mexico, and the wall that goes north and south to America, because the wall <laughs> that's been built divided the nation, not anything else. <laughs> and it's so fucking true. It, it just makes me laugh. So the you Great Wall of China is three hundred seventy-five years old. What's that? You asked the question. Three hundred seventy-five years old. I, I asked you. Yeah. You still have that picture of Gay Francisco on <laughs> your fucking computer. <laughs> I'm wondering if people are noticing because I just. Like when you're when you're talking, sometimes I'll just switch it over to this guy's face, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll click through the different expressions. Like when you're thinking about something, <laughs> I saw Nick saw it sometimes. Oh, yeah, I've been seeing it sneak up there. I'm pretty good at monitoring that monitor, and I have that. missed it. Oh man, would you, you should go back and watch some. <laughs> I'm over here trying not to bust out laughing while doing it. I think Justin has the most fun. I'm going to take a quick side note and a quick side break, and what I want to say is I want to say. A lot of words at once. I'm good at this. Doing real good so far. Gravity. Already on a s- side note and a side break at the same time. We're going places. Gravity. Mostly to the side. Lab, karaoke, and fight night. Flight extravaganza featuring Jeffro Provenzano. Did you have to read that or did you remember it? I got it memorized, bro, okay. but it's, man. So Nick and I today. Karaoke and fight night, flight extravaganza. Featuring Jeffro Provenzano. Featuring, yeah, approved by Glenno. <laughs> so Did he come up with it? Uh, no. <laughs> so Nick and I have uh, thrown, and, and Justin have thrown this this karaoke night, and we're ready to do it again. So April thirteenth, we're gonna throw another another karaoke night. The difference is, is Justin really enjoyed being the DJ and making the music flow and doing that job. And Justin, I know you enjoy that work, but we want to drink together, we want to party together. So this year, we're gonna fucking have a DJ. I'm right now talking to a DJ company, trying to get everything set up. 
the DJ is going to host the karaoke night so they can keep things moving. They're professionals. They're not us. They're going to do way better at the job than we did. And we get to party with you guys. We're going to start with karaoke. We're going to end with UFC 236. The card's not even set yet, so we have no fucking clue who's fighting. But fight night slash karaoke night. I left PIA. Jeffro Provenzano and I were talking. Hey, bro, we should do some cool shit together. And man, Jeffro's a fun guy. I'm like, you want to do some cool shit together, Jeffro? Fuck yes. So Nick and I talked about it. And what we decided is Gravity Lab Radio is about fun. It's about having a good time. It's about, I mean, like, we're, we just do stupid shit together. We obviously don't take ourselves very serious when we do this stuff. So we decided not a skills camp, not a boogie. Let's just do an organized day of jumping. So we hit up our buddy, Tex. We hit up our friend, Laura Wagner. We hit up Josh Sherrard. Hit up DQ and Jeremy Carnop. So what we've come up with is Gravity Lab Radio Karaoke and Fight Night Flight Extravaganza. Oh <laughs> That's such a good name. <laughs> Holy so good. shit. <laughs> so today in the video room, Nick and I are like, hey, dude, like in the last, what, three days, we've pretty much made this happen. Yeah. And really today we made most of it happen. We talked about it. And then t- last night and today we threw out a bunch of like, hey, smoke signals to our homies. And, and thank you guys for answering. And uh, today I told Nick, like, let's come up with a name. And we, he just kept saying words until we got done. You, you got to <laughs> add it on, add on all the things. <laughs> so what are we doing? Gravity Lab, karaoke, fight night, flight extravaganza, featuring Jeffro Provenzano. And we looked at Glenn and said, do you approve? He said, yes, I approve. <laughs> so it's approved by Glenno. <laughs> so we are going to throw up a Facebook event. We're going to throw up a banner. We're going to throw up all the good stuff. Adam Buckner Option Studios is already thrown down with a super dope graphic. We just got to confirm one thing before we tie it down. Tex Leos, Jesse Leos, Laura Wagner are going to organize angle and free flying. So we got some super shredders there. Josh Sherrard is organizing intermediate belly flying. We're going to add a belly flyer organizer there somewhere. We have DQ organizing XRW jumps, Jeremy Carnop organizing wingsuit jumps, and working with DQ on the XRW organizing. Nicklot is going to join and fly with it, whatever the fuck he wants to shoot video of anything and everything. I'm going to join whatever I can, because I can't join whatever I want, because I'm not that good. What I want to join, I'm not good enough for. Let's both put on wingsuits and do XRW. Um, <laughs> we're going to have a fatality. <laughs> and Jeffro is going to do anything and everything, because he actually is capable of everything. He can fly a wingsuit, he yeah. can fly XRW, he can free fly, he can belly fly. So we're just going to throw a fucking party. April 13th, April 14th. I'm pretty sure we're going to do both nights. Nick and I are going to settle the date here soon. Um, I've been talking. Actually, the, the thing I said I was messaging with is Jeffro trying to set the dates and lock them down. Yeah, I just want to make sure that, I, th- I mean, sun- Saturday usually works better for most people doing most things. But we could just kind of kick it off Saturday night with karaoke and whatever. And then everyone stays around the next day. But uh, I think that we'd probably get a better turnout for karaoke slash fight night if there was serious skydiving happening that same day. Or maybe we just do both days. I don't know. Maybe we skydive all day, both days. I don't know. But we're rough to talk to the organizers before we can uh, commit be super them. clear about that, right? Yeah, and that's what it is, is we don't want to commit them. But so just, for just mark sure. your calendars down, April 13th and 14th. Lots of fun and uh, lots of lots of coaching, lots of different uh, disciplines. So it's going to be a party. One thing to understand about this, the entry fee, the registration fee is how much? Zero dollars. The jump prices are normal jump prices. We're not charging a dime. We're not paying. We're not paying a dime. This is all being done out of the love of our homies. These organizers are top shelf organizers or top shelf people. Um, they do a lot of great work. Um, they are helping homies out. 
Nick and I really just want to throw a fucking party. That's all we want to do. Come out, hang out. But here's what we need your help with. We're hiring a DJ. We're getting beer. We're making it a good time that night. If you want to buy beer and donate beer to the cause, if you want to donate a keg, if you want to throw money down for us, for us to hire this DJ, let me know. We are accepting donations. We will pay for it all out of pocket. I'll call my mom. Um, <laughs> if you <laughs> listeners think a Patreon is a good idea, I've Tell actually considered throwing a Patreon out there to raise money for events. Let me know. <laughs> give me a holler. And you can tell her hi tomorrow morning. So. <laughs> Dude, you know how happy I would be to if what? you rolled up with my mom? Do you know how, like, <laughs> just the hilarity of that situation? And she's like, yeah, babe, I'm begging Cisco. <laughs> like, God damn, mom. Still doing work. <laughs> Shit. Call me dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to call you dad ever. Not even if there's a fire. All right, call me Poppy then. <laughs> Oi, Poppy. Okay, Poppy. Only so if you're, you're going to sing me Despacito. Oh, my God. Will you please <laughs> sing my mom Despacito? Okay, hold on. Here's the deal. If my mom ever visits Skydive Spaceland, you stroll out, no shirt, singing Despacito to my, to my mother. Done deal. All right. Let's practice right now. Mom, shirt off. Despacito. No. Shirt off. We're not going to spoil it. <laughs> so there it is. That's our next event. That's our next thing. Mad, mad shout outs to Tex, Laura Wagner, Joshua, Jeremy Carnup, DQ, and especially Jeffro for hooking it up, hanging out, and partying with us. Um, these guys are making it possible. Nick and I are just two idiots sitting on a couch hanging out with a sexy man with a shirt still on. I'm eating cheese and cream cheese. <laughs> Dude, hand me that cream cheese, Hand me that cream cheese. So back to Cisco. So what I want to know is Puerto Rico, bro. I want to know more about your country. Tell me about it. Oh, man. What's not to love? The flavor, the food, the woman, everything. Well, they're the only one. <laughs> the Why woman? are you staring at me when you sing? Because I want to bring oh, you to Puerto Rico. Dude, let's go. I would, I'd honestly love to go to Puerto Rico. I just want to take you on a Francisco adventure. Man, we, we went to Puerto Rican food the other day. You got to go with one of these Puerto Ricans. They know what to do, <laughs> what to say, what to order. Shit's super legit. Text. I'm just trying to be Puerto Rican as long as I can. <laughs> You've been nailing it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's start with this one. When are we doing Puerto Rican dinner? You're hosting. You're taking us. You're picking the place. When are we doing Okay. It? I can pick the place because I can't cook. Okay. I mean, I can't cook, but not Are Puerto there other Rican good way. Puerto Rican joints in town? As far as I know, I don't. Is that the joint? As I far as legitness goes, like text chick... Yeah, that's the only one that's legit as fuck. Like this that, is, but that's like mom's mom's cooking, right? Like, oh, the one in I went to one in Austin, but uh, that was pretty good too. But that this is the place legit. we can take our girls. Let's take our girls. Let's hook up. It's not a fancy joint. This place. Someone I make don't that care. Yeah, 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 it's like a cafeteria kind of thing. I'm good with that. So you know, Val likes good food. Can we eat good food? Yeah. Can we hang out with good friends? Yes. Can we go to ice cream afterwards? Of course. Is there a Cold Stone nearby? They do have flan and tres leches. Uh, the flan <laughs> is pretty bomb. We don't have to make it to Cold Stone, though. I'm not a flan, I'm not a flan friend. You're not a flan, flan I'm out of here. Cut this. <laughs> <laughs> but they have those leches. I can deal with that. Yeah. Uh, I can have a flan like and then flan. go to Cold Stone, too, man. I got no limits. All right. So we're going to do this. What is Puerto Rican food? Fried <laughs> plantains and fried meats. Yeah. <laughs> That's man. pretty much what he had last time. That was so goddamn good. Fried meats? Like fried steak? Uh, I'm not sure if it was steak or pork. Honestly. No, it was chicken. It yeah, was, see, I have no yeah, idea. It was fried chicken, but fried not chicken, but not Kentucky yeah. or church kind of fried chicken. 
It's different. Yeah, it's like raising canes. <laughs> Except I, not at all. Honestly, I, <laughs> I wouldn't know the way to describe it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, you know I, what? I mean, I'll find it. It's I'll try it. Meat that's sliced up and put in a deep fryer is crispy and it's delicious. Yeah, that's exactly it. Dude, the fair has proved one thing to me. You can fry anything and it tastes good. You know, the rodeo starts... This hey, week, we got a date. Yeah. We got a date for yeah, the rodeo. A fried Oreo date, right? Okay. When are we go- when are you going? I'll fry everything, not Oreos. That's everything. Okay. Are you Fuck going yeah. to the rodeo or are you going to the fair with the rodeo? The wherever the cookoff is happening. Yeah, wherever the food is at. Wherever the fried me and Oreos Nick were live? there. Hold on, man. Keep talking. Y'all, y'all talk. I'm gonna find something out real quick. What's your favorite part about fried Oreos? I don't know. I think Oreos it's the, and fried the sugar powder. What, what, what else are we going to try and find that's fried? So we had this idea a while back, right? Yeah. We share uh, cheat days occasionally when we go all out. We're meant for each other, but whatever. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, it. <laughs> I don't know. I just heard. I've been to the rodeo only once. Did you watch like actual rodeo? I events? watched a little bit of action of uh, rodeo action. I, we saw the... <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just thinking about the conversation we had at Torchies about you being the baby king cheap. Yeah, I rode a sheep. What yeah, are you, you rode do a sheep it? and you were a king. Have I told you this story before, DJ? Have I told the story on the podcast? I'm sending a message trying to get his cook-off fucking tickets. Well, holy What's the story? shit. I rode a sheep in a rodeo when I was a kid. And he Mutton won. Mutton-busting. Yeah, he was the king. Mutton-busting. Yeah. He was the king. I mean, I wasn't the king, but I lasted eight seconds. Uh, and then I punched that stupid sheep in his face. And I was like, fuck <laughs> the sheep. <laughs> she had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm doing this wrong. I'm sending a buddy. Hey, buddy, it's DJ. Are you doing a rodeo cook-off booth again, and can I get some tickets? Let me change this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> this will be the first year I, I am not going in 10 years. So the rode- So let's talk about this real quick. Houston Rodeo is fucking... It is the biggest rodeo stop in the PBR Pro Bowl I could, riding tour. I could definitely get you some. It is three weeks-ish of a rodeo. They take Energy Stadium, where the Texans play, and they turn that massive NFL stadium into a rodeo field. Yep. They have some dope rodeo. It's awesome. They have mutton busting, which is five-year-olds riding sheep for dear God life, and it's I saw that awesome. Do you think they'll still let me do it? That was pretty great. Still the same size. You can still go. <laughs> You'll pass as a five-year-old. Attached to it is like your county fair, your ride, your fucking fried food. All of it's great. Yep. The week it starts, the weekend it starts is the cook-off. The cook-off the, just happened. Excuse me. The World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off. And, dude, <laughs> so first of all, picture an NFL stadium. Picture the parking lot of an NFL stadium. And picture half of that parking lot covered with giant tents for cook-off. I thought you were going to say covered in barbecue sauce. I know. I was like, oh, my God, throw me the but syrup on. an NFL stadium's parking lot used for a barbecue cook-off. Picture a fucking... What is it? A ten foot long, twenty foot long, seven forty seven barbecue yep. tanker. Picture a seven forty seven, a, a model of a seven forty seven fuselage. That's what twenty foot long, legitimately. Yeah, definitely twenty foot long, seven forty seven mock up. It's a fucking twenty foot long grill that looks like a seven forty seven. There is so much dope cook off food. Mm-hmm. The problem is, for the cook off, you go to the cook off tent where the generic food is, and it's good. It is good. But you get into these private tents, and that's where the legit food is. That's the party, also. I just sent. How, how do I get into a private tent? Yeah, so we're just I trying just to eat. You got uh, no peeps, yo. Y- you know, uh, but you I can't just go and walk around and sample a little of this no. and little. No, of you got to get you got to get invites to these places. Sometimes you can get tickets. So you know, Gracias. Yeah, the owner of Gracias, Adrian Hembry, uh, he hooks up with RC Ranch, and they just won uh, Best Bites for their Wagyu for their for their beef Wagyu, their steak Wagyu. 
Um, Adrian hosts a tent. He gets me tickets sometimes. So I just hit him up. I'm like, yo, bro, I need tickets. So I'm going to try to get eight. Two, four, six, eight. Two, four, <laughs> six. I need six. I'll be in New Orleans. Are you in? Hang on. I'm, I'm in for I, anything that involves food. I'm in. Yeah. That, so this def- I'm definitely down to do this. But we also need fried Oreos. That's a really important so part. The <laughs> connection it's is they'll be there. It's connected to <laughs> the <laughs> carnival. We will buy okay. tickets to get into the fair for like five, okay. six bucks. We'll go to the rodeo cookoff. We'll have dope food in Adrian's tent. We'll have some drinks while we're there. Then we'll go to the fucking fair, ride rides, eat fried Oreos, fried Snickers, fried Twinkies. The proof that you can fry anything and it's good fried Snickers. is fried mozzarella. Is fried yes. Snickers a thing? Yes. Fuck your mouth hole. It is. <laughs> oh so my god. Good. The best part about getting in the fried into the <laughs> fried now Zom's brain, uh, getting in the private tents, free food, free drinks. Yes, 100%. I got trashed with Justin one year. Yep. Rodeo should be like a, a year thing. That was the first time you saw me dance. By the way, <laughs> Justin can dance like a fucking queen. He, <laughs> Shut up! No, 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 no! <laughs> oh, you! Dude, I've seen real. video. I have seen video Dude, of you dancing. You crush it! You can <laughs> like you're dancing and Robert and Forrest, the dudes I was hanging with. That dude, we were like, look at my boy go! He can dance, dude. Aretha Franklin is gonna be embarrassed when can she dances. Can you two like step? Them. Can you two step? Oh hell no! I hate country music. Okay. No, Justin can dance. White boy is a black woman when he dances. <laughs> he is. Just straight up. He turns into a black woman. His hips don't lie. That's what they've said. Mm. True story. <laughs> What's up, Shakira? <laughs> so I'll, I'll find out. We'll see, we'll see what we get. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'll we, go. We'll be there. Yeah. If not, we th- can. It's just a matter of if we're going to eat meat or not. Are there rides? Yeah. Yep. By the way, that's this weekend. So if we do it, it is, it's the it's next couple weekend. nights. Can I ride a bull? You can no. ride me. Do they let people do that? You can call me bull. <laughs> Dude, is there a uh, mechanical bull at the rodeo? I don't know. There might I've be. I've never seen that one. That can't kick me in the face. <laughs> I usually <laughs> just stay in the tent for like 72 hours and drunk the whole time. <laughs> have <Shoot>. you? <laughs> so have you been to the rodeo itself? To the Houston rodeo? Yeah. No. Mm-mm. I've seen video and pictures from friends who have gone. I need I'm aware that there are fireworks inside. Yes. We need to get... Th- Dude, so it ends with a concert. It's fu- You've been to the rodeo itself. Yeah. But I only saw like a little bit of the show of the rodeo right before the concert. Dude, it it, it really is a good scene. I went with a bunch of white people, you know. <laughs> <don't wanna laughs> and they're separate events. The bar- barbecue cookoff is just the one weekend, but the rodeo and the concerts go on for three weeks. months. Yeah, like a couple uh, months, I think. Uh, three weeks. Is it three weeks? Yeah, it's it's legitimately. Three Although weeks. I'll tell you this, that's the only place I ever feel like I can't dance. Because we went to the dance floor and they're doing all this two step and. Random dancing oh texas yeah. that I never seen before. I can't imagine <laughs> that being uncomfortable. So I was just like dancing in the middle by myself, being all stupid and whatnot, while everybody else is in sync. That's They're the all bad, doing the that's same thing. The all like the public areas. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm did the only one that's wrong here. Everybody else is getting it. Did you? Were you wearing cowboy boots? I was not. What about a belt buckle? Did you have a big belt buckle? No, but I have my. Uh, Flamel shirt or whatever it's called. Flamel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, how do you say flannel it's, in Spanish, it's DJ? Camel flannel. <laughs> flannel. I don't no, even. you don't know. Shut up. <laughs> I speak Japanese, so go fuck yourself. D- yeah, tell <laughs> me I look beautiful in Japanese. Anato no Bejindas. Ere hermoso. Anato no kawaii. Bebe. One was cute and one was gorgeous. Which is more sexy? You know I'm more sexy. This is weird. <laughs> that is hey, weird. But tell me. I though. have two two of my male friends trying to win my heart in two different ways. But tell languages. me, though. N- Nick. Gato. 
Gatare. He's getting me with the gato over here. Gatare. I don't know what that means. Stupid idiot. Spanish. Spanish sounds a lot sexier than Japanese. Ramen. And it's spicy. You know he's spicy. Futon. Futon? <laughs> We're sitting on one. He's not even saying fucking Japanese words. He's just making up yeah. shit. He's just making up gibberish. Oh, yeah. Samurai fucking edamame. Go fuck yourself. Mongolian. <laughs> Mom? Know. Okay. So sometime in the next three weeks, we're going to have to go tear it down. I guess we'll just wait on uh, if, if we get tickets or not. Oh, shit. Not this yeah. year. He right. is. Uh, he doesn't convenient. Then convenient. I, I don't convenient. Honestly. Oh, 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 oh. Maybe. I love the thought of eating a, a bunch of barbecue, but I also love the thought of punishing myself with fried Oreos. I know. I'm just ready to punish myself. <laughs> Let's. We Already. could do uh, every fried treat you eat. You have to do 100 push-ups. We can do rage squats. <laughs> <laughs> rage squats. Yeah. <laughs> this was honestly probably one of the highlights of of my entire year. <laughs> Francisco walks. I don't even remember what we were doing. I feel like we were just standing someplace, <laughs> and he yells rage squats and just started squatting wherever we were standing. It's like that's that's the best reason to just start spontaneous exercise. Yeah, I was rage just, squats. Uh, I was just mad or something real quick, and I just wanted to get out of my system, so I just rage squat it. <laughs> oh, get it out, <laughs> and I feel better. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> what we were talking about. Were we on a specific topic before I go down another rabbit hole? Puerto Rico. <laughs> okay. All right. We can talk about Puerto Rico. Puerto so Rico, 100 miles long. That's not 35 miles tall. That's pretty much what I drive from here to the woodlands. <laughs> so Hurricane Puerto Rico, that got pretty serious? That got pretty ugly? That got pretty serious and pretty ugly and pretty crazy. So was that the same year that we had the hurricane here? Yes. Yes. It's funny because I was kind of evading natural disasters because I was here and then they announced Harvey and I was like, all right, I'm out. So I left on a Friday, right? And then Saturday, Harvey was here and fucked everything up. And I got to Puerto Rico and a week later, Irma hit, Mm -hmm. which is the hurricane before Maria. So we got back-to-back hurricanes, which a lot of people forget that. So we had Irma, which fucked up the place a little bit. We were out of water and electricity for four or five days. Uh, we got our shit all back together. And then uh, a couple of days later, Maria was on the radar. And after that, I was like, told my mom and my sister, I was like, well, I'm out. There's no point of me being here. And there's a, uh, another hurricane coming. So I left Puerto Rico Tuesday afternoon. And Maria had Wednesday at 4 in the morning or 6 in the morning. So. And Maria trashed it, right? Maria no, was Maria big. was the craziest, biggest storm we ever seen in our life. At least my mom and, like, anybody that I know alive. It's, I, did this, I had the same game, but the opposite. I didn't dodge hurricanes. I survived hurricane. I was supposed to leave for Harvey. I didn't leave because I was afraid that if I left when I came back, I would be flooded out and not be able to get home. So I stayed home for an event I was supposed to be in Dallas for. <clears throat> so I survived the flood here in Harvey. And then a week later, Valerie and I go, two weeks later, Valerie and I go to Destin, Florida for vacation where Hurricane Irma is going to hit. So we went from one, like, we're in Destin. And they're like, hey, man, so you uh, leave in town? Like, no, we just got here. You just got here. Yeah, you know there's a tropical, it's a hurricane. It'll be a tropical storm when it gets here. Yeah, we just came from Houston. Oh, <laughs> you're used to this shit then. <laughs> um, but Maria, wipe the fuck out of your island. 
Yes, it did. It just went right through the middle of it. Biggest, more potent hurricane we ever seen. So one of the jokes we have, one of the things we joke around is Ameri- uh, uh, Puerto Rico is America's 51st state. But one of our jokes is, is Puerto Rico is, is a territory of the United States. Yes. Um, but really, they didn't get the love that a state would. They didn't get the love and the appreciation because it was well off the radar. Yeah, we definitely did not get the support that we expected. So what was the conditions? Why did y'all really need support? Did you need support? Yeah. I mean, just imagine a zombie apocalypse. That's pretty much how all my friends told me about it. They're like, imagine the worst thing you can think of, like the worst stage of the world, and that's how we're doing right now. I have friends that I never heard cried or be brokenhearted call me and be like, man, things are really, really bad here. Like, we never seen them before. How many pictures did you see of your friends' homes wiped out? A handful. Because in Puerto Rico, uh, all the houses are made out of cement. Because of? Because of so high risk of, you know, uh, hurricanes and tropical storms and whatnot. And also being so close to the shore, uh, you know, that salt and water eats up everything, cars, you know, infrastructure. It, it works out pretty quicker than, you know, being here when you're so far away from salt that just fucks up everything. So um, aside from homes and stuff just being damaged, like what what else uh, as far as like city infrastructure and stuff? Like was there power? Was there water? Everything was, there was out. Everything was out. So every uh, most of food nowadays, everything's imported. And since all the ports were closed, there was no food coming in. There was just... Um, Escasez? I don't know how to say like. I don't say that again? Escasez. Escasez. Can you Google that? Uh, I think it means... Like very totally low fucked. supply <laughs> of something, you know? Basically everything's all out so of it. Uh, yeah, everything is like... Yeah, like a shortage, you know? Um, I mean, I didn't talk to my mom or my sister until like, I think maybe two and a half weeks later. Almost three weeks. After uh, did you know came. anything about them? Uh, just by news and by area, I kind of knew that they were okay. But you weren't sure. But I wasn't really sure. Uh, I mean, I really had no idea. I mean, I'm, I know where everybody lives and, you know, the geography of it. So I knew things were not going to be too bad. But, uh, you know, your mind just goes places that, that it shouldn't go. There's been major earthquakes hit Japan near my family. Yeah. And I immediately wonder, like... Are they okay? You immediately like assume the worst. Yeah, and like people like my grandparents, you know, they're ready for anything. <laughs> so in his case, it's funny because he's like, I don't feel like I had a hurricane at all. I never lost power because he was just so well prepared. Generator. <laughs> yeah, he has three generators <laughs> at the house. Had a bunch of gas. Like everything is just up to date. So on that part, I was like, you know, I know he can take care of himself, but still, it's just. A mess on the island, you know. How long was electricity out? My sister, like my mom and my sister were out of power for two months. Wow. Dude, yeah. a, a week was quick for Hurricane Ike. I don't know if you're here for Hurricane Ike. No, you weren't? No. In 2008, you were here for Hurricane yep. Ike. A week was short for a lot of people. Two weeks was not uncommon. Three weeks to a month was long. And even here, when Harvey happened, 
nobody ever lost power or not to water scale. or electricity or yeah. any type <laughs> of communication. For Ike, we did. You know, it, it's fucked up what was happening as a tropi- as a disaster, natural disaster. But you can still call your friends. You can still get everything done and just be at your home and watching TV while everything is going on. Meanwhile, back at home, everyone is just like. And we can still get food. Yeah. You can cook. You can get everything done. So I got to backtrack in my brain. Irma was 17, beginning of seven, or no, 18. No, 17. Irma was uh, August, eight, August-ish, September, September 18. Is yeah. that right? Can you figure that yeah, out? Yeah, that's right. Um, so. Yeah, definitely September. It, it's been over a year. It's been, uh, no, 17, not 18, 17, 2017. So 18 was the year. So yeah, it was on 17. So it's been over a year. Yeah. Where is so the re- September 8th, 2017. Where is the state of Puerto Rico right now in recovery from Maria? As far as I know and what I've seen, everything is almost back to normal. How long did it take to get there? Because I know it took way longer than necessary. Um, Yeah. Like I said, we didn't have the support that we needed. So the more you go into the middle of the island where people have less resources, the worse it would get. Okay. So the more you look like... Uh, Further out you're from the city, those people took months, maybe even a whole year to get their power back. And that was an issue. Do you think it would make a difference if Puerto Rico was our 51st state? <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah. I, I really do. As I, really, uh, I mean, besides the fact, I don't want it to be a 51 state, but if that was the case, the president could not ignore the fact of the, you know, the disaster that happened. Why don't you want it to be a state? Because I really don't I care, but I'm curious. I just feel like we have the potential to be our own country. We don't need the help of the United States in that case, in this case. Well, wait a minute. In this survive. case, you needed it. You're asking for it. In because the case of the hurricane. I'm asking for it because we're part of it, right? So we're, okay. like, it's implied to have that support from the state. I don't know. What I think but about if it weren't, if we weren't part of the state, I wouldn't be like, Oh yeah, the state sucked because they didn't help us. I'd be like, well, we sucked because we couldn't get our island back together. Yeah, but I mean, h- how many times has the United States given, you know, monetary aid to somewhere that isn't the United States? Dude, we're giving humanitarian aid to Venezuela right now. If Venezuela will take it, you know, the Maduro's states has their nose up everybody's butt. So I don't know <laughs> who they're giving money to, but they're in everybody's business. And butts, apparently. And butts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds a little like a bitter statement there. So h- how long after the hurricane until you actually got to go back and visit? Mm, I went back uh, for the boogie for Puerto Rico. Which boogie? So this year? No, last year. Okay. So s- four months, September, October. And how were things four months after? It was still a big shock. Like they didn't even think the boogie was going to happen. Yeah. They kind of make the boogie just to s- keep a statement on the... You know, the festival still going on no matter what. And it was also kind of last minute, but uh, it almost didn't happen. We almost didn't have the sources to make it happen. So how was the drop zone affected by this, this storm? Pretty big. Uh, there was a lot of damage done to the infrastructure of the airport. And so that took a minute to get everything out and get everything back sorted together. But it was for the best. I think Puerto Rico really grew up after this disaster. A lot of growth. 
So I yeah. want to know a little bit more about Puerto Rico. I see a lot of beautiful pictures of beaches. Yeah. What's the terrain like? Is there mountains? Is there hills? Yeah. What's the tallest mountain in Puerto Rico? Uh, El Junque. El Junque. Shut up. Take your best <laughs> guess. <laughs> Just Justin, look up. Uh, look it up should the be like maybe anywhere to 3,000 feet or something like that. You El know how to write that? El Junque. El Junque is with a Y. Y -E uh, Cerro de Punta is the highest peak. Hijo de puta. Uh, 4,390 feet. That's it. Not yeah. So um, for some of you, deployment altitude. Yeah. My grandpa lives at 2,500 feet above the ground. So it's like a pretty his house on the mountain. It's pretty mountainous then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when it gets to mountainous, like sometimes you have very coastal flat land on the coast. And sometimes, so for example, a lot of Oahu, Hawaii, is very flat coastal when it gets to the outer edges. Yeah. But Kauai is very cliffy in some parts. Um, Puerto Rico, what are the coasts like? Uh, They're not edgy. Like all the coast is pretty low. To sea level. Lots of sandy beaches. Yeah. And beautiful Puerto Rican women in bikinis. All over the place. <laughs> not even on the beach, just walking around. <laughs> you don't have to be at the beach to wear a bikini. Okay, sell me on Puerto Rico. When we go there, what are we gonna do? What what's the what's <sighs> the plan for the trip? Okay, what time are you getting in? I don't I'm going with you. Okay, nine o'clock. I'll pick you up. Nine nine in the morning. Nine in the morning. I'll pick okay. you up at the airport. Okay. We're gonna go have a bomb ass breakfast. Okay. And a good hot coffee. Okay, all right. Then I'm we're gonna go to the this. beach. Okay. Hang out there for like a couple hours. I don't have to get in the water though, right? I mean, you're kind of missing the whole point. I mean, you why know he's afraid why of don't water, you wanna, right? Why don't you want to get in the water? Because I will drown. <laughs> he's afraid <laughs> of water. I'll hold your hand. I'm not afraid of it. I'm just not good <laughs> in there. <laughs> you got to get in the beach, at least on the shore. We'll go there, so hang remember, out for a couple hours. If the water's more than knee deep, it's over his head. Um, <laughs> hey, go back to China, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll get uh, some bomb ass lunch <laughs> like we get a uh, text chick. Okay, so that th this food that we have at text chick. Yeah. Is the you'd think about this this is lunch does dinner look different? That's definitely a I mean it could be the same menu for sure you can have it at lunch or dinner. Okay. But uh it's definitely way cheaper. Oh, also. Well, hell yeah, let's have lunch all day. Dude, like what we have at text chick in Puerto Rico is half the price. Is it all family style in a Puerto Rican restaurant? Yeah, every everything, all everywhere right. you go. Okay, so we got you're you're gonna find you know fried plantains and uh, and mayo ketchup. Mayo ketchup, yep. So that's what that's you ours. Right? Yeah, mayo ketchup. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what mayo ketchup is? I s they actually sell it in a bottle now, and you put mayo in it, so you fucked it up. What? What? I don't like mayo. Okay, do, but mayo ketchup is a whole other thing. Do you know? I don't like ketchup or mayo, ketchup? but I like them both together. You know what fancy <laughs> sauce is? You know fry sauces? You've been to Utah? So as much as I hate mayo, I can't say mayo ketchup is wrong because there's certain things I like mayo in. Mayonnaise. Let's in just say this. This is a sauce that you're going to need on your everyday Puerto Rican plate, and you're going to love it. It's pretty goddamn good. So in Utah, I don't know if you know this, every restaurant in Utah has fry sauce. You know what fry sauce is? Mayo ketchup. Mayo and ketchup. So they copy us. I don't think that that's true. <laughs> I think it is. I'm going to do a report on Let's be sauce. honest. <laughs> How about this? Do you have <laughs> better Utah food or Puerto Rican food? That's a really good point. Mm. But Utah... Heinz sells the mayo ketchup, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, maybe they do. 
Why is this a problem? Why, why is he so mad? I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying. It exists. It's a My, real thing. What? Myochop. That's Anywho, back to word. your story. Okay, yeah, we've had lunch. We had lunch. I had my fried plantains with mayo ketchup. Yeah, you have whatever you want. There's yep. so much food that we can have. What's we'll the common? So I know that like uh, tequila is Mexican, right? What, what sort of alcohol are you going to have in uh, It's called chichaito. Chichaito. It's called... What's it like? Tiny fuck. That's the translation. Can that be my nickname? Can I be Yeah, you can be Tiny Fuck. What's the name of it again? Tiny Fuck. No, 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 no. The Spanish word. Oh, in Spanish, Chichaito. 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 So that's like the most common Puerto Rican shot. Chichaito. It's only a dollar. That seems like a terrible idea. It's great, dude. Okay, so we're having our chicharito. We have our chicharito. We have medalla, which is the local beer from Puerto Rico. All right, we have a couple of those. Medalla. Medalla. Okay. All right. Like a medal. Right. And then uh, we go out. Like what? What do we do at night? You go to the. You just go bar hopping. Like okay. a, a bu- there's a bunch of dive bars. People are dancing everywhere. But you go? in every dive bar, they're dancing because they have like salsa, merengue. They have Latin. Music on it, so you you got to move your hips. Are you gonna take your shirt off? No, because back at home I'm just another Puerto Rican. Can I take my shirt off? You can All obviously because right. you're white. Yeah, and I no. mean, what is that? Because you're gringo and you can do it. Oh, oh. so they're just gonna be like, ah, stupid white person. I'm doing yeah, it. Really. Like, I do oh. want to clarify. This is interesting for me to know. Anywhere I googled ketchup and mayonnaise together. It referred to three places. Mm. I'm doing I the bet same it's thing. Utah, over. Puerto Rico. What's the third one? <laughs> I'm doing New the Orleans. same thing over here. Really? It's New those Orleans. three? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now here's no the way. interesting Utah, part. Utah, Puerto Rico, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Utah and New Orleans, or Utah and Puerto Rico show up the most. New Orleans shows up the third most. Um, now the interesting one is in Wikipedia. In Wikipedia, they have a couple references. You beat me to saying this. I've been reading it. One <laughs> says inside the United States, and the other says outside the United States. Guess where Puerto Rico is listed? Inside the oh. United States, motherfucker. Oh, I mean, it is. It, yeah. is a, it is a domestic flight. And the origin is in Salt Lake City. Say, say that that's again. Wrong. Say that again. What, 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 what? That's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> the origin Wikipedia can anybody Salt can, Lake City. Mormon anybody town. can edit that. I, I do think it's a Mormon thing, man. I really do. <laughs> Are there Mormons? Glenda was fucking mayor of uh, Rocheron in Wikipedia. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> he was for a little while, and then so someone came in and edited it. <laughs> We need to resubmit that more than once. <laughs> we need to make Glenn the mayor of Rocheron on Wikipedia. I am so fucking down with that. I demand to see his birth certificate. We need to actually make Steve Boyd the mayor of Rocheron on Wikipedia and then show it to him. <laughs> Man, that's not a bad idea. Give him, give him a little more pull. When uh, Houston grows a little bit, we start uh, having a harder time with airspace. The mayor's going to have some pull. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the mayor of Rocheron? I don't Google that shit. I don't even know that's a thing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it seems like is it a big enough town to have a mayor? I'm pretty it's probably sure Robert. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Every town has a mayor. His name's Billy Bob. He's got three teeth, <laughs> and he hangs out at the Rochevron. Um, oh yeah, I know him. He's real nice. If you, Rochevron, by the way, the gas station in I don't think anyone Rocher- uses that. No, anymore, they don't. Right? The gas station in Rocheron, which is where the drop zone is, used to be a Chevron. So we call it a Rochevron for many years. No, yeah, the that's not a thing. That's an old school thing. Yeah, no, that's yeah, like now it's just the corner store. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's it. the taco store. <laughs> the taco store. I love those ladies, dude. Dude, it is one of the like they have some legit. Like, their fajita breakfast taco is. Yo, their tacos and their burger, dude. All day. J. Daniel's burger's better. Just saying. 
Agree to disagree. <laughs> All right. So, guys Standing and by gals, the C store. <laughs> thank you for listening to Gravity Lab Radio tonight. <laughs> Fuck Francisco. We're going to delete this version. Francisco's great. So, More friends. Puerto Rico. Yes, sir. You guys are now having lunch at Tex Rico. Yeah. What? Tex, what's the name of the place? Tex, Te- Chick. Tex Chick is the place Tex here Chick. in Houston. What's the afternoon look like? Afternoon, probably we can uh, go back home and chill by the pool. Why did why do you go to a pool when there's a beach? Because that's Fresh how water. it is. That's that's me being Puerto Rican. Is there like I, a, a, a dude? I have a like beach not a mile and a half from my house, and I'd rather go to the pool. Lazy goddamn Puerto Rican. Until <laughs> I moved to Texas, <laughs> and now I appreciate my island more than ever. Because our beach sucks. Because. You guys' standard for beach is really, 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 really crappy. Really low. I've been here almost seven years. I've never been to the beach. You're not. I remember when I was in Long Island and uh, we had a day off, and everybody said, "All right, let's go to the beach." And we went to the Hamptons, and they're like, "Oh my God, this beach is great. You're gonna love it. Temperature is awesome." We get there, the water's brown. It was cold as fuck. You're brown. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to emphasize that. Yeah, well, he's not that. an ocean, all right? All right. We had a sunny day out today, so I got some sun. Anywho, I was like, no, this is this is not a good beach. We're not doing this, guys. Have you been to the Emerald Coast of Florida? No. So the Emerald Coast, you know what the panhandle is? Yeah. From Pensacola mm-hmm. down towards like Panama City is the Emerald Coast. Okay. Crystal clear blue water, sugar Sand is what they call it. White powder, super soft sand, warm water. I grew up in Hawaii. Some of the most beautiful beaches I've ever been to is in Destin, Florida. So I, I think you would go there, dude. You can go out 100 plus feet and be in, you know, there's times where you're deep under. Below. Yeah, there's times yeah. where you're like over your head, but for the most part, you keep hitting sandbars to where you're like chest deep water. Perfect clear blue, gorgeous. You would love it, man. How's the water in Puerto Rico compare? When it's good, you know, when the water's not cleaning itself, uh, it's crystal clear. And we wouldn't go to the beach again because we already went Well, on that story. Maybe, I don't know. But you so can't go to the beach too much. True. But we go home and chill so we can go out at night and dance all night. That is true. That's Like important I know Nick Lott wants to do. I don't know if you know this. I really like to dance. We're going to go out there and shake our butts. I've actually seen and watched Nick Lott dance, and I don't disagree. Where? Where did this dance. happen? Uh, Matthew Peterson's wedding. Okay, that's true. I was gonna say that you were making it up, but no. I, did, I did definitely. Even at Gibson there. wedding, I saw you moving it. You're like, oh going yeah, this, dude, yeah. Going this way with the drone and then dropping yeah. it all off and uh-huh. just getting your own thing on. I love that night. That was dude, a good it's night. hard for me to go to a wedding and not dance. I love that <laughs> shit. What's better, Christmas or wedding season? Ooh, Christmas in Puerto <laughs> Rico. Christmas. What's in Puerto it like Rico. It, Christmas in Puerto Rico when it's because. Warm? You know what I noticed? Like, all you guys out here on Christmas Day, you'll put your Christmas sweater and you go home and spend time with your family. At least, like, traditional, right? Sure. Which is not you guys. At least you. (laughs) It's not me either. I'm a very traditional young lady. Yeah, no, of course you are. You're the definition (laughs) of traditional. That's why you have a tattoo on your neck. Okay, so what, <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? Hurt? What do you do with Puerto Rico? But when you're at home, back at home, you get super, for Christmas night, you get super dressed up. Like, dressed to impress. Dress like you're partying with the J man. Yeah, and then JC's you go out and you have what uh, coquito, which is like one of the like your guys uh, eggnog, but this our version is coconut flavor. 
It is so good. And they have a couple drinks. So you put on a nice shirt. Put music. You drink some coconut alcohol. Get your dance on. You're dancing with J-Man. 12, midnight comes around. You say, uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. Get your gift. And then you go out and party all night. Does Santa Claus show up? Yeah, he did. That's cool. What, what is Well, what is he, he had, uh, You put milk and cookies out for him? Does he come down the chimney? Does anyone have no, a chimney? No, we put fried plantain for him. Really? Fried plantain. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, and you could and, and mayo totally could have mayo ketchup. <laughs> you totally could have sold me on that, dude. For sure, I would have bought that all day. No, we it, don't. Uh, we don't actually put anything for Santa. We celebrate Three Kings, which is a Spain uh, tradition, where the Three Kings come to Baby Jesus and they give you know gold. The wise men is what we call them. Wise men. Yeah. yeah. So we celebrate that. That's more of a traditional to us rather than Christmas. So describe, explain it though. So for that, instead of getting cookies and milk for Christmas, we'll go out and we'll get grass for the camels. When they're Are coming. there camels in Puerto Rico? <laughs> no, but this is, a, <laughs> this is what we've been living, okay? Well, Jesus, Jesus did not come there, okay? Santa's drugged by camels in his <laughs> story. Camels are towing the sled. Rudolph the red-nosed camel. <laughs> the camels come swimming from the beach all the way from <laughs> Israel. <laughs> I just think. Hey, do you, do you know a, a camel's favorite day of the week? Wednesday. Yeah, you know what? It's a hump, hump day. day. Hump day. Oh. All right, that was hey, Mike, 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 Mike. Guess what day it is? Hump day. <laughs> you haven't seen that ad, obviously. Uh, nope. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah, <I just laughs> like, he's being odd. <laughs> well, that's normal. But uh, yeah, so our our Christmas are not over until like mid January. What? Yeah. How long do you? What do you do for Puerto all Ricans time? are so lazy they gotta celebrate <laughs> Christmas. Dude, we have the weeks. longest like festive calendar yeah, like of no the world. We no celebrate. One, we no celebrate everything from the, everyone. No one wants to take down the Christmas lights. So they're like, well, if it's still a holiday, <laughs> we can leave them up. We start Christmas on Thanksgiving. You guys are fucking crazy. And then they go all. Are the you w- serious? I'm that serious. I'm not. I'm not even playing right now. And they go all the way through half of uh, January. Now, when you say this, like, I put up my Christmas lights Thanksgiving Day. Like, Nick has noticed and teased me about it. But I, I actually enjoy putting up the Christmas lights and yeah. having that festive holiday spirit. You put up Christmas lights Thanksgiving. Or, no, you start celebrating every day. Pretty much after Halloween, it's holidays. <laughs> That's pretty much so after Halloween's gone, all everything's gone. They're already p- been putting up uh, Christmas lights. We have Thanksgiving, then we have Christmas, obviously Christmas Day. New They're Year's. communists. They can't be the fifty-first state. New Year, and then we have the Wise Man, which is on January fifth, and then January sixth. So you get grass for the Wise Men. Yep. January sixth is what? It's Wise Man's Day or Three Kings Day. What else do you do to celebrate the Three Kings? Uh, Three Kings Eve. It's just the day before. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you guys, you guys have Three Kings the day, Three Kings Eve. Yeah, Three Kings Eve and then Three You guys Kings have day. the eve of a holiday I've never even heard of before yep. 20 seconds ago. So when you guys are already back at work here, we still have holiday vacations back at home. So what, what do most people do like for work in Puerto Rico? As a small place, what are most people doing for a job? Uh, Other than being 15-year-old drop zone managers. Uh, I guess there's a lot of business on bars and food, I think, will be the most. I feel most of my friends either have some kind of 
food business or a drinking alcohol business. Is there like any industry there? Like, is there computers? Is there manufacturing of any sort? There is. There's a lot of manufacturers in Puerto Rico because of taxes. It's easier to have companies in the state because they're gonna. Uh, what's the word I'm looking oh, for? Oh, you know, I heard who was on Rogan's podcast um, that talked about this. I don't know, but I got a buddy who financial advisor. I got a buddy who opened up uh, a factory, a division of his company in Puerto Rico, and he because runs of tax evasion. They can evade a bunch of taxes yeah. by opening up a in Puerto Rico. And he really actually doesn't run his business out of Puerto Rico. He just has an address in Puerto Rico to yeah. run his business to to get away with taxes. Well, even you could. I have a friend that opened up business in Puerto Rico, but it's just a physical address for the business. When in reality, they're working in the states. Yeah, that's exactly what this dude does. He's based out of Texas. He's based out of Houston. He has an address. There, but he doesn't do in anything there. Yeah. Crooked sons of bitches. All right, let's talk about skydiving. Yeah, we started there. Let's come back. So, uh, what's a fun skydive like to you now? What's your favorite thing? We're gonna go do a fun jump. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm a lot into dynamic jumps. I want to do everything on a skydive. I want to belly fly. I want to back fly. I want to angle. I want to head down. I want to sit. I'm trying to get everything involved in one skydive nowadays. What's your wh- what do you think your strongest flying is? Uh probably it's going to be belly angle flying. Belly angles? Yeah. And my head up has gotten pretty pretty good. Like head up moving or head yeah, up? Yeah, just head up moving or static. Feeling pretty confident How about it. How are that. you head down? Uh it's my weak my How weak is he spot. head down? My weak spot. He's a majestic flying angel. That's what he is head <laughs> down. Because I hear you saying all these things in videos I've seen you fly. You're actually a pretty good flyer. I'm okay. It sounds more modest than it is truthful. Would you agree, Nick? Well, you I would say him. he's a really good flyer, except for when it comes to static head down. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. just, I and can't uh, do it. And in the so I think people, and I was certainly this way, I learned how to fly head down in the tunnel. And when you leave an airplane, it feels really different than when you're at, at terminal speeds, right? As far as how much of the wind that you feel. So you get used to the amount of pressure that you put against the wind to have this body position. And to, to fly it, and then you try and do that right out of the airplane, and the wind isn't pushing back on you as strongly as you're used to. So people will usually, people who are learning this, in my experience, will push way too hard into the wind looking for that resistance, and it's not there yet because we're not going fast enough, and then you get these crazy body positions, and then it's just fucked from, from the exit. But I think um, people that have learned in the tunnel and get a, you know do some, some coach jumps to get those exits figured out, then, uh, then I think it all starts to translate a lot better. Makes sense. It's it's crazy because you can take a massive backslide and say, yo, Cisco, on this head down jump, you were backsliding massively. Or you can chase him and say, hey, Cisco, you were leading an angle jump. <laughs> 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 I mean, there's a fine line. That's pretty much what it is. Angle is just like two degrees different from a head down. It's from going from this to a- Angles this. were invented for people who can't sit still. Is that how that works? Uh, I mean, <laughs> in my case, I would say because <laughs> of our altitude range in a Cessna 182, back at home is really common to do a lot of tracking dive. Just because if you do a free fly jump from 10.5, it takes about 30 seconds. Where if you can do a tracking jump, you can get 45, 60, maybe. maybe 50 seconds, maybe yeah. 55 if you really push it. So that's why I kind of was... Always leaning towards m- doing more tracking jumps and stuff like that, just because that's what everybody else at home did. Uh, but if I have 15 head down jumps, 
that'll be a lot. I don't I don't think I ever done more than ten or fifteen jumps on my head. So you have a lot of limited head down experience. Yeah. You like angle flying, you like belly flying. I just like moving. You like moving. I, I don't you like to move it, move it? I like to move it, move it, you know. <laughs> Is that a Puerto Rican artist <laughs> that sings this song? That seems like some <laughs> shit I'm going to hear when I'm walking to this Puerto Rican club. I like I to move it, move it. <laughs> no, you'll never hear that. You only listen to Puerto Rican music. You only also like only hear what's the What's the name of the music? The type of music? Reggaeton. Reggaeton, that's what it El is. Reggaeton, yeah. papo. What's the, what's the reggaeton hit right now? I know Scooby-Doo Papa's falling off. <laughs> uh, there's this new one with Daddy Yankee called Con Calma. It's Daddy good. Yankee? Yeah. Is that sick. a real person? Dude, that's the biggest name in reggaeton there is. Daddy Yankee. Daddy Yankee. All we right. can't I'm really play this He's on, on the Despacito. air. We can't play this on the air because we got we to be careful what we play now. But I got to figure this sh- shit out. I want to so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy. No, this guy so is. So wh- why do you think that Puerto Rican music is so terrible? <laughs> terrible? We're number one in the world. <laughs> We're making everybody move their butt. First of all, that's Daddy Yankee. Uh, Yeah, he looks like someone's dad, I guess. That's him, yeah. Oh, what's he all about? He's is he rich? Is he balling out of control? Is Snow? He is the JC of reggae of hip hop. Is Jay-Z. Snow Puerto Rican? Huh? Snow? Snow? It does not snow in Puerto Rico. Da da da! boom boom down. Wasn't that Snow? He has never heard that song yeah. in his life. That's Snow. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say he's from Puerto Rico, but that's the song Yankee he has Daddy out. Has a, he uh, has a, a re- Yankee I, Daddy. He has a song out right now with that rhythm, and it's Daddy Yankee, number one in the charts. Guess that's what we do. Sounds terrible. Yeah, but you go out and you dance to our music. Maybe. I'll tell you this: there's no way anyone cannot dance to Puerto Rican music. Oh, that's a challenge. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna dance. I'm telling you, right as a person that's seen plenty of white people in Puerto Rico. <laughs> They come out and they dance. No, all you're not the saying same. dance well. They don't dance well. Okay. They'll move the same to any rhythm when obviously they're different, but. I can dance to Daddy Yankee. I got it on the back already right now. Like, yeah. You just want to move it. There's no way you can handle it. Yeah, I, I don't know if people <laughs> listening can hear that it's playing in the, in the room a little bit. And it's also making me want to shake myself <laughs> just a tiny bit. I just want to shake my bum bum right now, man. You know, Puerto Rican music just want to make you move. That's what I love about well, it. Let's move I'm back still to showing skydiving. pictures of this guy. Yeah, it's awesome. It <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so... There's uh, so many expressions. Goals. <laughs> skydiving or tunnel flying goals. What are, you, uh, what are you working towards? What do you want to get better at? I want to get my head down out of the <laughs> fucking way. Okay, this, this is... This is I just want to learn it, you know? I've this been, is so how are you going to overcome that? I'm just training a lot. I've been flying the last year. I've been spending more of my time in the tunnel, and this year I'm definitely spending a decent amount of my time in there. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to launch head down exits and then we're going to fly that for a little bit and then we're going to go do some belly angles. Yeah. Moving our feet. Yeah, do do all that. You should be doing more belly angles. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that. <laughs> I'll teach you oh, how okay, to okay, I'll, okay, I'll follow you, you how to leave a pl- an airplane on your head and then you teach me how to get better at uh, training. The belly angles. That's my my regimen for next year. Just a lot of training, getting better. Man, you mean you got to actually jump a lot to get better? <sighs> Not necessarily, but yes. You mean you got to work hard and maybe get some coaching to get better? Yes. Oh, my God. What a fucking novel idea. Yeah. So one more thing about Scott I want to know, and we really need to wrap this up. Puerto Rico, 
There's an epic boogie in Puerto Rico. Yes. What's the boogie's name? There isn't one. There isn't one. It's just called the Puerto Rico Festival. Why do people need to go to the Puerto Rico Festival? Because I, I got friends who go and swear by it. I've never been. You just need to go to the island. More than skydiving, you just need to get out there. You're going to have a good time. It just ended, More right? There. Didn't it just wrap yes. up? Yes. It just finished up on, on Sunday. That's where our buddy who pushed a friend into a swimming pool just came back from. Mm, that sounds yeah. like a poor <laughs> life choice. <laughs> <laughs> or an awesome story. Cody Swinson pushed Eric Boyd into a swimming pool. <laughs> he pushed who? <laughs> <laughs> With his phone in his pocket. Oh, <laughs> my God. He doesn't even know what he's done. And now it's on the internet. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Cody told me this last night, and that's I That's the story I want to hear. so <laughs> fucking hard. What? So, first of all, in what world is it a good idea to push somebody in a swimming pool who's clothed? In people in the pool is not the thing right now. Yeah, I mean, if you're 15, <laughs> that, was, that was funny then. <laughs> then. I mean, if you're in Puerto Rico. <laughs> that guy has the same last name as your boss. Yeah, I mean, that's a factor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Eric Boyd's not a boss at Spaceland. He doesn't own or run the drop zone, but he does fly there for us. And he's related to the owners. No, for sure. I mean, even that I know him, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, pretty confident I know him longer than Cody has known him. I wouldn't push you into a pool. Push pool yeah. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't push any of you motherfuckers <laughs> in the pool. I've known Eric Boyd since 05. I, man. So congratulations, Cody. You made the podcast. <laughs> but man, the Puerto Rico boogie is a good time. It's a good party. And it's just an all-around awesome experience. Man, at some point tonight, I want to talk a little bit about your rigging background. We haven't got a chance to get there, and we won't. So this is a common theme for us. I have one request for you. We'll do this again. I'm down. Anytime. Cool. As we get wrapping, as we get closing out, man, anything you want to share with your friends and family, anything you want to share with the listeners? I just want to say hi to my mom because she called me right before this. She's like, you better say hi to me. Hola, mami. <laughs> Hola, mamacita. Don't listen to him, okay? No, I love your son. He's a great <laughs> guy. You did a good job. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, if you haven't done skydiving at this point, you should do it. And uh, thanks for having me. Any advice for the new jumpers? Don't rush through canopy progression. Take your time. Learn your wing on every different aspect. No winds, high winds, downwind, crosswinds, stall points, everything you can learn on a wing. Would you say that bouncing my body off of the ground at a high rate of speed is a <laughs> skill I should investigate? Yeah, you'll learn what not to do next time. <laughs> Man. Nick. Oh, anything you want to share? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Karaoke night is all, all I'm excited about. I got to give a mad shout out to uh, some sponsors, the guys who sponsored this show, Option Studios. They're doing all our graphic design. You're about to see an ad from Option Studios on Gravity Lab Radio. Our logo, any of our ads, any of our graphic design is done by them. Check out OptionStudios.com. Thank you, Adam, for making another dope ad. We can't wait to share this karaoke one. Another shout out to the Rating Center. I do own the Rating Center. What you can see with the Rating Center is we train instructors, we train coaches, we train canopy pilots. Um, safety Day. Go to your local drop zone to attend Safety Day. If you cannot, go to the Rating Center Facebook page. We will be live streaming all of our Safety Day. Justin, what else you got, homie? I've been trying to find the mayor of Rocheron, and I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> but I did find out the original name for Rocheron was Buttermilk Station. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight, Buttermilk Station, 
made it all worth it. Hold on. If I run for mayor of Rochelle, will you guys vote for me? Of course. Mayor of I'll be a secretary of press. Do you think I could start that campaign? I think you might have to be a citizen. You have the power to do anything. You flipped that tire 400 times. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully running for Rocheran fucking <laughs> mayor is, is easier than that. I think you actually have to be So I got to live citizen. on the drop zone. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I'll get mail delivered there sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, white boy, do it. So, guys and gals, check out April 13th, Gravity Lab Radio, karaoke and fight night, flight extravaganza featuring Jeffro Provenzano. With our organizers, Tex, Laura Wagner, Leno. Jeffrey, no, 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 Jeffrey Provenzano, Josh Gerard, DQ, what's the other guy's name? Jay-Z. Jeremy Carnop, and Jay-Z. <laughs> Blue skies, leave my fucking house. It's going yeah. down to Buttermilk Station. Buttermilk Station. <laughs>